Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Beyond the Mat, the Beyond the Mat show after WrestleMania. Well, it happened, folks. WrestleMania happened. Raw happened. SmackDown happened. Everything fucking happened. Holy shit. There is so much to talk about this week, and we're going to cover it all the best we can. I'm your host, as always, Dan, and I'm joined by Alex. Howdy. We were supposed to have word from Carl. We don't know where he is, so... I'll just take that as uh, he's one of the people that is cutting his wrists because Taker's career is over. Uh, those of you who take offense to that, um, fuck off and get what did what did um what what uh, what's his name uh, our our uh, what the one that always is dressed up like Undertaker in Facebook? Yeah, he did the exact same thing. He he folded his clothes and put them on his bed. Yeah, I thought I saw that picture. It looks what it looked like. What is he? What is he doing? I. I'm ignoring. I'm ignoring anybody who is taking this retirement personally and acting like this is the end of the fucking world. Um, I'm going to say this right now, and I'm going to say it again when we get to the match. I'm glad it's over, and I know people there are getting offended by that. I'm glad it's over. Look, I I can just look. I fucking cried. I fucking cried. It was, but it's okay. It's it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. There, you can still watch wrestling. It's not. Oh, he retired. That's it. I'm done. I can't watch it anymore. I mean, for God's sakes, he was only there like. Uh, I mean, how many days are in here? What three hundred sixty-five days? So he was there one out. I mean, come on, three days. Four days. I mean, he made two appearances. I mean, at, and I mean, okay, think about it like this. At, at WrestleMania 31, he was there once that whole year. Because he was only there the day of WrestleMania. So that's one day of the year that you watched him that year. So it's like, really? Are you really missing that much of wrestling by not by not having Undertaker there? I mean, come on. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. Easily. Yeah, and, I, and he'll be mine as well. But there does come a time where you have to go, look... 
It's over. I mean, the guy, the guy, the guy can't wrestle forever. I mean, he's he's he was fifty three. Has he proved it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not uh, that he wrestled like a, a seventy five thousand year old man. Yeah, his. When we get to that match, I'm going to be so critical on it, and I know people are going to be pissed off at me, and I don't care. I'm going to call it like I see it. The rose-colored glasses are off. The nostalgia is gone. Uh, stop wanting the fucking 90s back because the 90s are dead. Get the fuck over it. Um, yeah, you people and your fucking 90s nostalgia. Stop it. Let the 90s fucking die. Just let it fucking die. Please. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. Ah, how's your week been, Alex? Um, it's been good. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, like I don't even remember. A whole, well, let me think. Uh, I, you know, I, I forgot to mention. I guess I should mention this now. <laughs> uh, good time, better than ever. Um, this is actually not from this week, but. Uh, let me see. When was this? Let me look at the calendar real quick on the computer. This would have been not last week, but the week. No, nope, not last. Not last week. Not the week before that, but the week before that. On March twenty fifth was my twenty ninth birthday. Uh, and you're just I'm, now letting us know. Well, I believe. I think. I think I was wished happy birthday by all of you on Facebook. So that's fine. But I didn't. But I. I don't think we had a show. Then so no, I'm because sure we because we because we missed so many shows in a row, but uh, yeah, I put a video up on YouTube. Um, we all drank a whole lot of shit. Um, I didn't get drunk at all, despite despite literally shotgunning. I think six or seven shots of te- was it tequila? Yeah, I think it was like really really decent tequila in a row. I didn't feel anything because. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just that's just how I am. But uh, and some sake. But yeah, uh, that's up there on my YouTube channel. I, not that anybody ever goes to it. Um, also, uh, this week, I don't know. Uh, they added uh, more DLC to or, no, more DLC. The only DLC for King of Fighters, really. King Fighters 14. Did you say you liked Rock Howard? I forget. I don't mind Rock Howard. Um, I think he's cool. I've always been an Andy Bogard, Terry Bogard. Well, they're already in the game. Yeah, so. I know. Um, and Rock, I'm, and I'm decent is, with Kim, but I'm okay with Rock. Rock was Rock is now DLC for the game, along with uh, uh, who else was in there? Yamazaki. Um, is a Yori in there, or did they take him out? Who? Uh, is a Yori, I think, or Yari? I, what the, the tall guy with the fucking red hair? Not Rugal, but um. No, I know who Rugal is. Yeah. I can't think of his fucking name. It's been so long since I played King of Fighters. Uh, well, the four the four DLC was um, Vanessa, Rock, um, Yamazaki, and uh, who the hell was the last one? Um, um, fuck. Some some asshole. Some yeah. asshole. Uh, anyway, yeah, those four were added. 
Uh, oh yeah, and Whip. She's uh, she was in a couple of King of Fighters games. Uh, but yeah, now you can have Team Two Dads, which is which would be Rock, Terry, and Geese. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was playing that a few times over the weekend and uh, having some fun with that just for shits and giggles. Um, WrestleMania happened. Uh, I guess that was last Sunday, was it? Yep, it was definitely last Sunday, and the internet went fucking stupid. Yeah, that was uh, that was a interesting show. Uh, you people, man, I'm dead serious. You people made me embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. Uh, Holy shit! The thing that happened with the Undertaker was, uh, I mean, being a hardcore Undertaker fan, uh, the ending was a little bit. Uh, heart-wrenching, but it was like, it was the, one of those things where it wasn't as bad as Daniel Bryan, because Daniel Bryan was like in the, you know, beginning of his career, whereas Undertaker was in the fucking twilight of his, you know, it was like fucking, the man was, was like 75 million years old, and like, the, I mean, not, not only could he, not only did he look physically just spent. I mean, the guy had the guy had lost most of his muscle mass, and he had like a big beer belly, and and he straight up was shorter now. I don't know how that happened. He looked like he was an inch shorter than he used to be. I guess it's from surgeries. I don't know how that works. Maybe it's just because he got older and he's hunched over or something. Fuck if I know. But like, he couldn't go anymore, and so it was just fucking hard to watch. It was hard to watch watching this guy. And but the biggest thing was watching him go out like he had this sort of send off thing. And some people think maybe it's not the end. I don't know if it if he decides to come back um, after a hip replacement. It needs to be a one off thing, and it need, needs to have some serious time to recuperate, get back into shape, and do whatever. And that and then they need to make a huge thing out of it. They need to say, "Hey, I was done." If they're going to do this in the store, like whoever needs whoever calls him out needs to be like, "Hey." I know you're fucking done. Uh, I know you retired, and I'm calling you back out because fuck you. That match was shit, and I never got my match with you. This could be John Cena because he's a real asshole on the mic. Yeah, I wait till we get to that fucking match, and uh, maybe that could happen. I don't know, and and maybe then they could have something, and then I don't know what would happen. But uh, I think as- the part that bugs me is think of the money matches they could have had. And now it's not going to happen. Cena is one of them. That could have been a massive money match. Goldberg is another. That could have been a massive money match. You could have had a Kevin Owens match, a Finn Balor match. You could have had a, I don't want to say a Miz match, but you could have had... I don't think you could have that many more matches with Undertaker. No, I meant as a final send-off. I mean, what I think... This is what I think they're going to do. That's probably not going to, but you're going to have Taker come out and go... That's it. I'm done. I've got one more match left. It's at WrestleMania 35. Whoever wants to do it, come do it. And you build that for like the next two years. Because isn't it ironic that they're going back to the same stadium where the streak ended next year? Uh, yeah. yeah I say they build I think- this up for like the next two years. Say I got one more match. Find me an opponent. 
But I, I don't even think... I mean, he's already... Yeah, I know. He's, he's he, way past that part of the prime. I mean, he's all. I mean, no. I mean, he's already like been like out of fucking kayfabe, like advertising fucking country music albums, man. Like, like he he advertised a fucking uh, George Strait album the other day. Just, just to put you in perspective, how fucking done with wrestling he is. If you get that, uh, and they got fucking like I said, they have uh, new T-shirts on WWE shop. With his logos on him to say thank you, Taker. Which he and, gets royalties uh, for, people, so it's not like he's hurting. Please don't send money. And, uh... uh there's a fucking GoFundMe thing now going on. I go, he's not broke. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no. You know how much fucking money he probably got every time he went to WrestleMania? I mean, I... I as far as I know, he's probably one of the most well-off guys at every WrestleMania. And considering he was in the main event just now, shit. Main eventing mania is big time money. I think the one thing that bugs me is he didn't return to the purple or gray gloves. I think that would have been a hell of a tribute, a way to say goodbye going all the way back to where it started. But, you know, everyone has their own way of retiring, so... That's... Yeah, uh, the fact that his outfit wasn't any different, but he wore like that weird webbed coat, whatever that was about. Yeah. That was strange looking. Uh, and he did, his entrance wasn't particularly... Um, Grand. Yeah, it was just it was just in the middle of the ramp because the ramp was 90 fucking yards. 90! Shane, Shane talked about it the next day. He's like, yes, it was 90 yards. That is the longest goddamn ramp. And I don't even know why they made it that way. I, I guess because so Triple H could do his retarded fucking motorcycle entrance. I don't know. Which made no sense. I was trying. I was. I was sitting there going, "Well, he's gonna Triple H's gonna have a badass entrance because he's gonna come out like a fucking skeleton king or come out like no, a he, fucking skeleton or something." And no I, motorcycle. I no, I know why he did it because they were trying to push the fact that there's a difference between the corporate guy. And the badass. They're trying to say there's like, hey, I'm this bad motherfucker. And you remember he always used to wear the jean jacket and the fucking, you know, and they're trying to say he's actually this bad motherfucker. And, and yeah, I know exactly why I did it. It just wasn't, it just wasn't this grandiose thing like he did at WrestleMania 30. Well, it didn't make any sense because if Seth Rollins is the King Slayer, he's not slaying a king, he's slaying a biker, which by the way, Rollins, his torch didn't break because he's been playing Breath of the Wild. He brought a fucking torch to the goddamn thing. Ah, uh, fucker. So, yeah, when we get to Mania, there's so much to talk about. And I walked out of it just kind of going, well, that happened. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't jumping up and down or, or super depressed. I was just kind of, okay, well, that happened. It's better than last year's where it was injury report. Just wait till we get to you, John Cena. Just wait till we fucking get to you. I, I washed my hands of the whole fucking thing. Just totally washed my fucking hands. Why don't we get into the news of the week? Now, this was announced, I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday, but WWE announced that Simon Gotch of the Vaude Villains has been released by the company. Gotch made headlines last year when he was reportedly backstage in a fight with Sin Cara. 
Simon Gotch is gone, which means what are they going to do with Aiden English? I have no fucking idea. I heard he's uh, in line for a singles push, believe it or not. Well, but, um, what else are they going to do with him? But uh, apparently, and this is just what I've uh, heard from shoot interviews, uh, not a lot of people liked Simon Gotch. I, I, he was apparently a dick. So, and that's that's probably why um, Sin Cara beat his ass backstage because Sin. I mean, if there's one guy that loves to beat people's ass backstage, it's Sin Cara. And Sin Cara's always beating up assholes, so you know he's like the enforcer backstage, man. You don't fuck with Sin Cara or Hunico, as we should say. The old Sin Cara was a little pussy, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, fucking Mystico was a bitch. Hunico was a badass. But, uh... Yeah, uh, I guess... I don't know, fucking... I don't know what happened, uh... With, uh... Gotch, but, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't want to say I'm sad that he's gone, but when was the last time we saw the Vaude villains? I think we saw them on a... On a, um... He was actually... He was in the Battle Royal at uh, Mania, so he got his paycheck. He got his mania paycheck, and they uh, left. A- yeah, they left amicably. I guess that like he just. Um, it wasn't like he was fired. They just left on. I think he may have asked for his release, so he waited till after mania, got his mania paycheck, and said, "All right, fuck you guys." Hey, so it's the thing to do. Uh, in an update on an early report about Jim Ross is co- doing commentary for the match at WrestleMania 33, PWInsider.com reports that JR has signed a new deal with WWE. JR is expected to be doing commentary, was expected to do commentary for the Bill Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar Universal title match, which he didn't. JR's deal is said to be something similar to a Legends deal, where he will be making various appearances with the company. It is said that the deal was done five weeks ago prior to the death of JR's wife, Jan. I will tell you why they brought in Jim Ross. Because WWE released a brief statement regarding Mauro Monaro's status with the company. He remains under contract until August 12th of 2017. But as previously noted, Renaro has been removed from all references to WWE on his Twitter account. Renaro has stated actively tweeting again that he has made no mention of WWE. There has been talk about JBL playing a role in Renaro being gone from WWE. And Jonathan Coachman has gone as far to state that he's no longer going to cover WWE on ESPN. After serious soul surging, I have decided that I will no longer be doing off the top rope or WWE related content. We'll leave that to the pros. Dave Meltzer made a comment. Fuck you, Dave. So, do you think they're bringing in JR to replace Morrow? Because I think Morrow's done. You really think he's done? I really think... I. He left because he couldn't... Like, the weather was bad and wherever he was. Then it was for... Medical reasons? I, no, I I think his he'll get over his depression. I don't think that's going to just keep him dead forever. No, I also hear I, that JBL is, has plays a role in it. Uh, well, yeah, JBL's an asshole, but I mean, what else is new? I don't think I don't think that that's going to um, I don't think that's going to permanently impact Morrow forever. I mean, we'll see. But uh, I mean, shit. If we get if we get fucking. If we get JR out of this, thank God JBL. All I can say, <laughs> fuck you, Morrow. Um, no, but that's uh, I don't I don't think I don't think uh, I I really doubt 
Morrow is is gone forever. I just can't see that because like I have like I, I I gotta say I have clinical depression like and I'm good. Like have you ever seen me fucking depressed? Well, I mean what what I can I, I I'm on the good shit though. I'm on the spicy shit and like. That, and I, you know, I went through fucking therapy when I was young, so, you know, I know how to deal with that shit, but the thing is, is like, plus, I think he's like bipolar, I think, I think they said that, and I'm not bipolar, so that's a Well, I know AJ Lee is bipolar, and she came out saying, you know, I'm bipolar in WWE, and this, that, and the other, and I kind of want to go, I kind of want to go, I'm sorry, AJ, but get over it. Uh (laughs) Yeah, but she, she nuts, but, uh, the, 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 the thing, the fuck? Unplug that shit, making all that noise. Uh, um, the thing is, is like, depression is like a, a, or a, the the clinical kind is like a chemical imbalance in your brain, right? And like they're saying, JBL like caused it, and it's like that's not how that works. You can't just cause that. If you if you could cause depression. Then they would figure out how to fucking stop it. They would be like, "Oh shit, we can. We know how to. We know how to make it happen. Then if we can bring it on whatever we want, then we could come up with a cure for it." That's not how it works. I mean, bouts of depression just happen sometimes. It's not. You, there's. There is no like actual like cause for that shit. So. I, I mean, I don't know what Morrow's deal is. I mean, people are like, they want to blame JBL, and I'm sure JBL was being a dick because he is a, he's a fucking dick. But uh, I, I doubt that he actually brought on an actual bout of depression in Morrow when Morrow is just known to actually have, like, a disorder. But uh, I don't think he's gone forever. I really doubt that. That would that would be fucking tragic, though, if it was. Because I fucking I I liked the idea that we had this new guy, Morrow. He's fucking great. Yeah, I'll, I love I'll the guy. Miss him if he's gone. But maybe we'll get Jr. And the last bit of news: after WrestleMania 33 ended, the Undertaker's gear was left in the ring for over 30 minutes as the crew worked on taking things down. Why didn't yeah. they just Why didn't they just start Raw with his gear in the ring? Well, uh, were they even in the same stadium? No, but still, they gotta move the ring. It's the same fucking ring. <laughs> I, I, uh... Who's the guy that has to pick that shit up? I think somebody recorded it. They showed, they showed just one guy just carting it out of the ring. Very unceremoniously. Just kicked it to the floor. Uh... <laughs> so, that's gonna do it all for the news. Why don't we talk briefly about the... Hall of Fame. I'm just a sexy Kirk. Yes. Uh, there's one particular award I'm going to talk about, and you people can say I'm going to hell, but it's the fucking... No, no, you're not going to hell. That's you You have a perfectly good reason to talk about the award that you're going to talk about. It's the fucking truth. Um, DDP was an awesome entry. I was looking forward to that. That was an awesome entry. The Rick Rude entry was nice. Um, the I almost said the Freebirds, the Rock and Roll Express, and Jim Cornette being in there, and just going on and on and on, and it was okay. You know, it wasn't bad, but it was okay. You know, as much as I don't like Jim Cornette, he was actually he was actually pretty cool there. Yeah, he was decent. You know, he didn't go fucking nuts. Uh, I wouldn't have minded if he went nuts. It would have been fucking funny, but but no, he was he was he was pretty cool there. 
Yeah, he's a hard pill to swallow these days because you, I used to follow him like gospel. Now I kind of go, you know, it's kind of bitter. You're really kind of bitter. You went to three fucking companies and you left all three. Maybe it's the business and... and maybe it's not the business, maybe it's you, I don't know. Um, the Beth Phoenix one was a little lengthy, but I didn't mind it. The Kurt Angle one, I expected a little more. He, I don't know, the Kurt Angle one was just kind of, he talked about his moments. He didn't really talk about how he trained and how he how hard he worked and all this stuff. It was just kind of, you know, like he kind of rushed it. Now, you notice I skipped over one award, because... I'm going to say this, and I know there's going to be some insensitive assholes that are going to yell at me. Fuck you. No, they're, they're sensitive assholes. You're, they're, they think you're insensitive. I'm not insensitive at all. It, the, the, the Warrior Award, in my opinion, is a great PR fucking award. But I have a question. Do the recipients have to be wrestling fans? Because if they're not, how fucking awkward would that be? Let's say you're an Olympian that runs track and you have one fucking leg. And then someone comes up to you and says, we want to give you the warrior award because you exemplify what it means to be a warrior. Who? Who's giving that to me? WWE? The fuck is that? Wrestling? I don't watch wrestling. So would he be disqualified from taking the award? Uh, I don't you know think... what I mean? Like, how, what if you were a Major League Baseball player and you were given, like, a bowling award? And you know nothing about bowling. Like, how the fuck does that work? I don't think that um, chick with cancer actually knew very much about WWE, to be fair. Joan I think, yeah, I think, I think they kind of briefed her on what it was, but she didn't know, she didn't seem to know jack shit, to be honest. I think, I think, like, they said her kids kind of, kind of, caught her up to speed, really. But I think she was just... I mean, uh, I would say there's plenty of other things wrong with that fucking award than that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm going to briefly go over the speech that Dana Warrior said. Um, so you'll have to forgive me here. She was roasting people, man. The Ultimate Warrior Award is a great award that was presented and given up by my husband, the Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior exemplified excellence and the power and spirit to never give up. The Ultimate Warrior Award is given to those who exemplify the same things that my husband, the great Ultimate Warrior, shown in the wrestling industry. Every time we say Warrior, we also get royalties, so we'll be saying it 27 more fucking times. Uh, the women are great. The women, the men, yeah, they're okay. You know, whatever. Uh, I love the color pink, even though it's really hard to read black font on pink paper. But the Ultimate Warrior Award is now going to somebody who deserves it. Two years ago, we gave it to a dying cancer patient. Last year, we gave it to some chick. This year, we're giving it to a black cripple. So that's two birds with one stone. Next year, it's going to be a Latino. Mark my words. Um, he is opening up a, this thing called the Reeves and whatever the fuck his name is. 
Foundation, so him and Keanu are going to open the Matrix and figure out how to make people walk. But the Ultimate Warrior Award exemplifies everything that is my husband and everything that he stood for. And you need to believe, because one day, if you believe, if you believe hard enough, I swear to God, you will walk. If you don't walk, you don't believe enough. And that is where my husband stands tall, proud above everybody else, because he is the Ultimate Warrior, and he exemplified believing and power and strength and. And all this stuff, let's give it up for this black guy who can't walk. Now, I know that's pretty much abridging what she said, but that is how it felt to me. This was she a five-page... Yeah, this was a yeah. five-fucking-page essay that she wrote, and she spoke more about her husband, the Ultimate Warrior, than the fucking recipient who earned the fucking thing. And, it, as yeah. Alex said, she roasted everybody. What you know what's, fun- what's funny is I don't even think I can't even really call her the worst part of this because she, it's WWE that's doing this. She just she's just kind of snagged on like they just her husband died and you can tell that she she's fucking torn about it every single time. She hates that he's dead and she's just she gets trotted out there to to put these awards out every year because it's. It's part of her legacy. It's it's named after her husband. And so she has to do this. Whether she really wants to or not, she's just kind of the person that has to do it. And so I can't even really be mad at her. She's just, she's just the one that has to do it. WWE are really the people that you should fucking bash for this. And yeah, she I don't know I don't know how the fuck she comes up with her fucking thing that she writes. It's really weird. It's like and I don't know how she I mean it's uh, where she went with this, like essay thing was really strange because she was like roasting people out there that didn't have anything to do really do with the award. It was like it was almost entertaining at some points. Like she was talking shit about Enzo Amore out there. It's like ah, that's kind of funny. What does this have to do with anything though? Like what does <laughs> what does this have to do with the award? But uh, it was like an Enzo stands up and starts dancing out there, and it's like what the fuck is going on and. And you're just kind of like, whoa, this is like, this is like, what the fuck, <laughs> what the fuck is going on at the fucking Hall of Fame tonight? Who, did, did someone take Sean's Ambien and fucking taint the water with it? And <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? And, uh, oh man, it was just strange shit. The, and, and you know what, I can't hate on the black guy. No, because, I will not hate on him because, at all. No, he was totally cool, and you could tell he fucking loved every second of being there, especially when he actually got into how much of a fucking WWE fan was. When he started talking about his favorite moments, it's like, whoa, this guy's been watching for a long-ass time, and he remembers, like, very vividly every little thing about the 90s. He was like, he talking about all his favorite memories of Kane and shit, and it was like, whoa, this guy's a huge fan. And it's like, oh wow, I did not know that. I knew I, I I didn't even know he was a WWE fan. I thought he was just an ex NFL player that, you know, fucked up his neck and now he's mostly paralyzed in in his legs and stuff. And sortly in, in kind of his arms and I, I don't know. He he's kinda of paralyzed. But yeah, and then he talked about how much of a WWE fan he was. It's like, damn, I didn't know. He's like hardcore WWE fan and and uh, he seemed like a really cool guy. But yeah, the whole award, the whole award itself is just, it's kind of bullshit, because when Ultimate Warrior wanted that award done, 
This was not what it was about. No, it wasn't. But then again, you're going to give an award to someone who does their job. You know, I mean, thanks for do- thanks for uh, all the film work you've done over the years, Jimmy Miranda. Here you go. Here's an award. You're you're a fucking warrior. Well, it's okay. funny. The only guy that's ever talked about the award not being about, you know, it, not being about what it should be about is is fucking uh, Justin Roberts. But I and, dare you. I dare you to go up to Connor and go, no, this is mine. You don't deserve this. That's yeah, why that, they picked him as the first one. There's no that, way you yeah, can legitimize the, the award now. Yeah, it's because that they did. They really did right picking the first guy. They Connor was like, and nobody can get on to him for that one because everybody was like, ah, fuck. It's had they had to pick Connor because <laughs> nobody was gonna fucking disagree with that. Con- everybody fucking loved Connor. God damn it. You know, it's all and, CM Punk's fault. Because if CM Punk wouldn't have left the company, Brian wouldn't have gotten his push, and they wouldn't have put so much emphasis on Daniel Bryan being Connor's favorite wrestler. Goddamn CM Punk. So it's all his fault. It, you know, it really is. And somehow you can trace this back to Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to set... Yeah. And and you know what? And and you could... And, and somehow, Bret Hart is involved. Yeah, Bret Hart's in there Hart somewhere. Hates, Bret Hart hates Seth Rollins, so it's just... And that can go back to the Montreal screw job, which goes back to Vince. So, that, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which goes back to Triple H. So it's like it's just it's 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 fucking it's it's four dimensional chess. Uh, That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and one hey, one of the first wrestling champions was Pat O'Connor, so it's his fault. Yeah, um, but yeah, if if anybody remembers the the actual speech that that Ultimate Warrior made when he went in, he wanted the Warrior Award. That was or, like a ninety fucking minute shoot. It's like, oh my god, Ben Hur was over by the time he done he was done with his speech. And, well, and actually, he didn't even say he wanted a Warrior Award. He just wanted a new award to be made for people in the back. He wanted people that didn't get recognition to get an award. He wanted like you know they did. It's like, called a fucking paycheck. <laughs> yeah, he, he wanted he wanted people like say um, Jim Johnston, the guy who makes all the fucking music for WWE, like the entrance themes. He wanted he wanted uh, people who set up the ring. People the the un the un uh, what is it uh, the, the real the real heroes of the WWE the un. Unsung the, heroes. The unsung heroes. That's the word I was looking for. He wanted them to have an award. And then next year we got the Warrior Award, which had nothing at all to do with what he was talking about. It was for, like, these amazing survivors that exemplified the Warriors' strongness. It's like, what the fuck? And it's like, not that the award itself is a bad thing, but it had nothing to do with what he was talking about, and it's more about WWE trying to sort of look good by giving this award to, like, I don't know, it's it's like a altruism type of thing. It's a sort of, uh... It's sort of, it's like... Uh, what's the word? It's, uh... It's where you get. It's where you do. It's like a. It's like a charity, but you're only doing the charity to look good because you you have. It's like when you have a whole lot of money, but so you get so you do charity 
because you have the extra money to do charity, so you do the charity as a front to look good because you have extra pocket change. See, I don't think WWE is that fucking malicious. I think there is good intent in all the charities that they do, but... No, I'm not saying that they're always like that, but I feel like that award, because of the fact that it wasn't done um, in the way that Ultimate Warrior wanted it, they just do it. I feel like that award is just fucked up. I really do. I I think that that award is just... It it is. I mean, how could it be so drastically different from what he wanted, and then it's always some person that's like some grand hero every year. It's just, I don't know, it just seems that a lot of times they have nothing to do with WWE. How did it get so different from what he wanted? It's just, it just seems, uh, and it's not that they're not good people. All the people they pick are great people, but it just seems a little strange. I'm saying right now, next year they're picking a Latino. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get our diversity quota. Yeah, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be a long time before we get a white male in there because then they're gonna say uh, whitewashing. By the way, I-, I gotta talk about this for. I know this is deviating from the fucking Hall of Fame. Um, did anyone watch Ghost of the Shell? Uh, the movie? I didn't know it was out yet. Oh, it's 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 out. Yeah. Point point is, people, it's not fucking whitewashing. It's it's fucking not. You know how I know it's not whitewashing? Because it's an American fucking adaption of a Japanese fucking anime. So now when Japan did their fucking version, and they had nothing but, oh, I don't know, Japanese people in the fucking thing, was it called yellow washing? No. It was called a Japanese film. So when America fucking does it, and there were black people in the fucking film, how the fuck is it whitewashing? Well, you know, the thing is... I don't fucking get it. What is wrong with you fucking people? The people that are putting these flags up, they're the real fucking racists. You people need to knock it the fuck off. And then you have these assholes that say, well, Margaret Robbie was supposed to be, you know, the the lead role. Guess what? She's white, too, and blonde. You fucking idiots. It's not fucking whitewashing. Go the fuck away. Did you watch the fucking movie? No, you really fucking didn't. All you saw was the color of their goddamn skin, and then you're just throwing shit everywhere. Fuck you. Fuck all you fucking racist people that call racism when there is no fucking racism. Get the fuck out of here. Like Shia LaBeouf, uh, who got kicked out of a bowling alley, screaming racist at the fucking bartender, when (laughs) nobody was even being racist. He's like, how dare you not serve me my french fries, you fucking racist! And you're like, what? (laughs) Do it! And you're like, who, who's being racist? He just didn't want to give you any french fries. How is that racist? It's a white guy not serving you french fries. And he's, and he's white. <laughs> and like, there's like a bunch of black people sitting at the counter eating. There's like, Shia LaBeouf, you're insane. Like, okay, oh my god, Shia LaBeouf is losing his mind. Michael Bay, Bay fucked him, that's what it is. The, the, like, the Transformers dude, movies have fucked him up. If you haven't seen Shia LaBeouf losing his mind this month constantly, it is such a fucking... It is a journey. And the most recent one, he's in a bowling alley. He's fucking... They won't, they won't serve him his french fries. And and he's like, This guy, he won't serve me my french fries. He's a fucking racist. You fucked up. You fucking racist piece of shit. And he threw a bottle at me. You He won't serve me his french fries. Fucking racist mother... And there's like... Everybody at the bar is black. 
Everybody, except for like <laughs> one Asian guy, except the bartender. <laughs> And, like, they're all laughing at him. They're all laughing to each other and, like, laughing about him. None of them are backing this guy up. None of them. How is a white guy screaming at a white bartender, screaming at he's racist, and none of the black people are backing him up? None of the black guys are like, yeah, man, this guy's racist. The black people don't care. They don't think he's racist. The, how, okay, that they got should, their french fries. <laughs> they don't... That should tell you something. When... There is no racism going on here. The fucking only person that think there's racism is the fucking white guy in the room. It's like the racist. The black pe- <laughs> the fu- what the? F- and ha- and to this day, the because fu- this was on TMZ and everybody has seen it. To this day, nobody knows what the fuck he was talking about. Nobody knows what Shia LaBeouf was talking about. Like, why was he calling this guy racist? Nobody knows. Because there's a bunch of black people there, and they're all just chilling, fucking eating and drinking. They're all laughing, having a good time. He's just screaming at the bar- bartender, calling him racist because he wouldn't give him French fries. Like, what the? Fu- is he on drugs? Is he drunk? I, I Pops don't. Pull him out of the. F- He's fucking insane. I, I don't know, but as far as Ghost of the Shell goes, you people stop it. Fucking yeah, I, I was stop. Gonna, I gotta mention that real quick. There's a there's a guy on YouTube I watch occasionally called the Japanese Man Yuta. He is a guy who lives in Japan, speaks speaks pretty good English. He goes around and interviews his fellow Japanese people about various things that American people want to know their opinion on. He asked them all what they thought of the... Uh, this was back before the movie came out, but when it was being made, and they heard about Scarlett Johansson and everybody, and and they they all knew about this movie being made and all the, and the cast and everything, and they asked him, what, what, are the, what do you guys think of... Um, uh, an American woman being cast as uh, the major, and all these American people, and it's like, well, it looks like the character. Why does it matter? Yeah, I mean, here's the problem: if they would have cast an Asian, people would have called it racist. If they would have cast a black girl, they would have called it. Well, those. Well, now see all the all the all the fucking weeaboos that are like hardcore Japanophiles and like like no all the all the Japanese all, all the hardcore anime fans. They wanted they wanted Japanese people in the movie because it would be correct. It would be like, oh yeah, this is just like my fucking Japanese anime. It's like it's got to have Japanese people in it. But but, the- but yet but yet let me just stop you right there. But yet they're totally okay with Americans playing the fucking Power Rangers. When yet guess what? They weren't American. They were Japanese under the suits. Oh my god! Just saying. There's your '90s nostalgia right there in the fucking dick. You people can fuck off. Every last just, one of you can fuck off. And it's just the thing is, is like the Japanese people are like, well, I, it's not, a, it's not a big deal because she, she looks, uh, she looks like looks, her. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, she looks like the character. Who cares? It, it, it looks like. I mean, they they cast a woman who looks like the cartoon character because the cartoon character doesn't look Asian. No, she yeah, looks, she, she looks white. Yes, yeah, she, she. I mean, her nationality is Japanese in the cartoon, but I mean, let's be honest. A lot of those fucking anime characters, they don't look very Asian. No. I don't know why that is. I don't know why Japan doesn't know how to draw Asians. Uh, I guess they're fucking weird. But you know, that's just that's just something they need to fucking get over. That I mean, that's just <laughs> until they learn how to draw Asians. That's just. I'm just. I'm. I'm so sick of people talking about this film, saying it's whitewashing. It's all. Do you people have nothing better to fucking do? I mean, really, nothing to fucking do at all. 
I mean, th- th- do we even have that many like English speaking Japanese in America to make an American movie with? I'm sure we do. It's I I hold my head going. What is wrong with people that are good actors? Uh, Jet Li. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Do we have that many that are good actors and, uh, you know, can do all the roles and shit? And just I mean, look, I don't care if the role is a white guy or a black guy or an Asian guy or a Japanese. I don't fucking care. If they suit the role and they do a good job, they do a good job. So where the fuck is the racism? And I noticed it's, is it white people that are complaining about the whitewashing? It's like, well, what the fuck are you crying about? It's your people. Why are you it, being racist to your own uh, fucking it's, kind? It's, it's t- I can tell you, it's it's two people. It's it's social justice warriors, and it's and it's um and it's people that are pissed that their Japanese cartoon isn't Japanese. You people, if you're one of those people that believe that, you can go fuck off. There's a goddamn razor blade and some bleach in your house. I'm sure, find it and make use of them, because you people are a waste of fucking time. You're the the same people that will fucking praise Power Rangers. But yet have but and tie that to fucking anime and it's like you do know that it came from Japan, right? And they were all Japanese. But yet it's okay to have an American adaption where they're all fucking American with the one Asian that kinda speaks Japanese. That's okay. But yet taking an anime film and turning that into and uh, no. Same fucking thing, you fucking well, idiots. And yet no know- one says anything about Godzilla. They never say anything about that. Well that should have been a fucking there should have been Asians all over the place. Yeah, they were. Why is it this film that they are fucking attacking? Every other fucking film that has come to America. The Ring! Fucking shit. It was a Japanese fucking film and there was no whitewashing on that. You people. Get a fucking life. Or end it or something. Yeah, Jesus you know, that, is, that actually is a really good example. The, the example, The Ring was... Well, well, I guess it's because that's a remake as opposed to a straight up... Uh, I guess if there was a ghost in the shell... Japanese film, and they just made an American version of I it. I believe there is in a, is a live-action Japanese film of Ghost in the Shell. I believe there is. But again, it, I hold my head. It's like, what if Japan remade Ghostbusters? Are we going to call it yellow washing? No, they're going to use Asian actors, you fucking idiots. Jesus Christ. Then the fucking Warrior Award, and it's got me all sorts of pissed off. Let's see, the, the, the funny thing is, is like, since you mentioned Power Rangers, what I would do, I would just say that, why not just not watch the movie? I mean, I'm not interested in that movie, and I would just not I'm watch it. I'm curious about it, because I've seen the anime film, but nowhere did I think, this is racist. Fucking nowhere. Well, no, it has, there's no, there's no clear intent I mean, there's no clear intention to be racist. There, abs- I mean, come on, this is fucking Hollywood. This is the most fucking diverse, liberal, fucking. It, come on, man. <laughs> this is fucking Hollywood. This is this is the most left wing, hardcore. These people have no intention whatsoever being racist. There is uh, none. none. I remember going to see. Oh, what movie was it? Um, it was with a buddy of mine. It was. I think it was Spider-Man 3. Yeah, I believe it was Spider-Man 3. And we came out, and everyone talked about Black Spider-Man. And there was one dude that was all, they never have any fucking black superheroes, you notice that? Well, I stepped right the fuck up and go, Black Panther, Luke Cage, uh, 
fuck, give me, give me a second here. Uh, War Machine. Like, really? Do you not you know, know what? fucking comics? There's a whole bunch of them. Fucking well, you know Spawn what the, is black. For, the thing idiot. is, the thing is, kids don't care what color the superhero no, is. No, they really fucking don't. Then they'll be the first ones to go, he's called Black Panther because he's black. Well, if he put on a white outfit, would you, you would still call it racist, so knock it off. The only racists in the world are the racists. That's it. I don't give a fuck what color of the skin they are. Just fucking put them on a goddamn... Fucking like, I mean, is black. Just, yeah. No one I mean, gives, it's no just, gives uh, a shit. When you're, when you're a little kid, when you're a little-ass kid who likes superheroes, you don't fucking see race. You don't... I mean, that's not, not something you... You don't... You don't think about that at all. When you're a fucking... When you're, like, fucking five and six and seven, the color is not even on your mind. That doesn't... That doesn't register. Not at all. There are no racist children. That doesn't happen. That happens as you get older. Man, I you, truly fucking believe that. You learn because hate. You don't... You're not born you're not, fucking, yeah, you're not fucking born that way. I mean... That doesn't happen. Uh, I mean, it's like... When you try to diversify a movie by putting a whole bunch of different, you know, races and shit in it, it's not actually needed because kids don't give a fuck. I mean, if you're doing it for the kids, you're doing it for the wrong reason. If you're doing it for adults, okay, whatever. But, I mean, if you're trying to do this because you want your kids to be like, oh, we need black heroes because uh, we want our kids to, you know... That's stupid because kids don't care. I mean, if you can, you can put all black people in a movie. They're going to be just as happy with all white people because they don't, they don't care. They don't see that. They're just like, oh, look at this. I mean, look, he can jump really high. He can fly really far. It's like, it's, I mean, seriously, you know, when I was a fucking kid, this is a fun fact. Like, everybody, everybody thinks I'm this southern guy and, like, I, I probably, I don't know. This, like, everybody thinks Alex is southerner, right? And they see, you know, I used to have this, I mean, I still, I don't, I don't have it on, on my on my wall right now because I don't have anything on my walls anymore because we remodeled the house. But I used to have a, a rebel flag. Like, this is a fun fact about me. When I was a kid, I wanted to be black. Believe it or not. Because Michael Jordan was the shit. Like, in because, like, I seriously, and Emmett Smith from the Dallas Cowboys. See, I grew up in Texas. I live in Texas. And Emmett Smith was the man. And one Michael, my favorite, Jordan, one of my favorite actors is Will Smith. He's and black. Michael, fucking Michael Jordan, Jesus Christ, fucking amazing, dude. I wanted to fucking shave my head, and like I, I remember there was there was a, there was a time where my my uncle said, "I'm gonna cut all your hair off," and I was like, "Do it! I'll just paint myself brown." And then I'll be Michael Jordan. I was like fucking seven at the time, and I was like, I was like, I don't care. I'll be Michael Jordan. Like seriously, you can find you can find pictures of me. I have a picture of me wearing a a Bulls hat and a Dallas Cowboys jersey. And uh, in fact, there was a time where I was a little kid and I thought Troy Aikman was black because Troy sounded black to me. I don't know why. And I found out that he was white. And I was fucking disgusted. <laughs> I was like, what? Troy Aikman's white? Oh my god. And it's like, seriously, kids, I mean, like, I thought it was fucking cool. I was well, like, it what? only made sense. Here, boy, take this package and run all the way down there. <laughs> White guy ain't gonna do all the work. I mean, you, you, I mean, when I was a kid, it's like, whoa, black people, look at all this cool shit they can do. Look at all these sports. It's like, I'm just saying, you know, you don't, you don't care when you're a kid. It's like, it's not. It's not something. You, I mean, it's just you don't see race. I mean, I I did a little. I was like, I was like, but it wasn't something like where you know. I'm just saying, as a kid, you know, it, 
I, I like white people and black people, and it's like, you, you care far more about that shit as you get older than you do as a child. It's, so not, just, that, it's it, not that I care. The best example for me was The Rock. I looked at him and went, well, he's kind of black, but he's kind of white. So... I didn't know what the fuck he was. Yeah. He's like I, the, thought, I thought he was like Indian or something. Yeah, I thought he was like, like a Native American. He's like American. the Vin Diesel of the wrestling world. He's whatever race he wants to be that day. But even then, I didn't hate on him or love him because of his fucking color. It was because of what he did or didn't do. So, again, you people out there that pick apart fucking movies because it came from another country and it should be... It's like... Get the fuck away. Like, take away the internet... And fucking burn yourself. There is some fucking serious shit wrong with you. Serious some sh- fucking shit wrong with you. Just stop it. Just stop breathing. Because the less we have to put up with your bullshit, the fucking better. Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, people, people just in general care way too much about... Um, Race and sex and... And I'm not and, saying that racism... And sexuality and all that shit. It's not... I mean, I'm not saying, like, racism and all that isn't, isn't, like, gone or anything. I'm just saying when it comes to, like, media, video games, movies, and all that, that's... It's just way too much. I mean, just fucking make a movie, fake, make a fucking video game. It's not a big deal. It's not... It's This is not something that should be important in your mind when making it. It's it's just make the fucking... Unless you're intentionally going out to piss somebody off, like you're like, hey, let's say faggot a whole bunch of times, and, like, the first movie in my... Or the first line in my movie is going to be, hey, you fucking faggot, you queer-ass motherfucker, burn in hell, then, you know, maybe you should not do that. Unless it's a comedy or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, remember, I remember years ago hearing, how come there's no black people in the Zelda of Zelda series? To which my answer was, Midna. Ganon. Aha! Aha! I don't know if that counts. She's more of a greenish... Green... Uh, wonder if Ganondorf counts. Uh, Jury counts. Sand people. I, um, he's, yeah, he, <laughs> he's more... He's more uh, uh, Arabian. His people... His people are from the desert. He's... He's Jewish. <laughs> he, it, <laughs> he's... I mean, he is the chosen one, right? He's the... He's the chosen desert person. He's I Jesus. always question that. Why is it it's always one male born in a tribe of women? Where does that come from? Because if that makes his birth omnipotent, wouldn't that make him Jesus? Yeah, and you're supposed to kill him. <laughs> so, what the fuck are we learn? Um... And then, if... And this is the shit that keeps me up sometimes. So, let's just say that it's just a group of women... Do they have, like, a harem of guys just laying around that all they do is fuck? What do they do with all the boys? If they're, Do they kill them all, or if it's just one? No, if you, uh, if you remember, they actually... I know they, they explain even, it, but still, it makes you wonder. Yeah, they, they, they explain it way more in Breath of the Wild, but even back in the old, uh, back in Ocarina time, they said they would leave to go and screw guys to find... And they would go and, they would go and fuck outside of their species... Apparently, they have a very high um, rate of not of not producing anything but um, chicks. Not, yeah, not producing anything but Gerudo females. How the fuck did we get on this? <laughs> I, I don't know. We've gone really far off track. Uh, yeah, but, uh, it's fucking Dana Warrior's fault. 
I think this was. Uh, I think we were supposed to uh, do this in the podcast, though. I think this is something you said we should do a while back. Yeah, we we should have, and we didn't. And I, I, it's all my fault. But that's okay. Yeah, you said we were supposed to like um, just screw around on the podcast. Yeah, more uh, often. I'm screwing around now, but we're gonna be we're gonna get serious now because that's the Hall of Fame. It was okay. It wasn't fucking great. The best class I think was 05, because that had like everybody that I grew up with. In my opinion, and Edge's class was was pretty cool too because he went in with the Horseman. Uh, so why don't we get before we, before we go on? I got to mention when um, Beth Phoenix got Tony Chimmel to come out. Yeah, that was awesome. And and do Edge's uh, do Edge's introduction and and fucking his music played. That was that was the best rib. I, I guess that's a rib. I, I would call that a rib. Edge is fucking losing it in his seat and is playing his music, and I'm just like head banging. That's fucking amazing. It made that was me amazing. Go, I miss Edge. <laughs> yeah, so did I, and I miss Tony Chimmel. And I fucking hate Tony Chimmel, but I miss Tony Chimmel. Just because of Edge, that's why. Yeah. So why don't we get into WrestleMania. Alright, so we're going to do this the best we can. Uh, there were three pre-show matches. Three. I figured there would be one. No, they gave us fucking three. The first one was Neville versus Austin Aries. I would say the entrances were fucking great, but they weren't because it took them nine and a half hours to get to the fucking ring. The match was fun. Neville gets the win with a gouge to the eye and, you know, alright. It was, it was alright. I got that. I'll just, I'll just tell you off the off the bat. I didn't see the vast majority of the uh, the pre-show, so you missed quite a bit. <laughs> because the next match was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and if you blink, you missed who was all in there. Uh, all you need to know is Mojo Raleigh got the win. And I did not care for it. I heard Goldust had his had a classic outfit yeah, on. Yeah, he he went retro. Classic Goldust, um, secret costume six. Mojo Raleigh gets the win by eliminating Jinder Mahal because some football player got involved, and apparently the security crew didn't know that he was part yeah, of the show. I saw I saw a clip of that. Jesus Christ! He did. You know what was funny? Was that security guard, that girl, could not have restrained him if she wanted to. No. That 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 guy was like, man, whose bitch is this? <laughs> He's like, who bitch this? <laughs> She's trying her damnedest to keep him held back. And he's like, he's just looking at her like, bitch, <laughs> get the fuck off of me. <laughs> She's putting all her strength, and she's like maybe as big as one of his arms. It was that was that was like AJ Lee trying to hold back Big Show. It's just not. Yeah, I mean, she's. I mean, he's like fucking. He looked like ten feet tall compared to her, and like then all of a sudden you have um, what was it Charles Charles Robinson running over there, being like, hey, no, no, it's part of the show. Good job, though. Good job. Pat on the back. And I think at that point, that's where it kind of got ruined, and I went, oh, here. Go. I hate this shit. I really do. I, with celebrities getting involved, get the fuck out of here. They, they never wrestle a day in their life. Get the fuck out. Just get the fuck out. Mojo Raleigh gets the win. I'm not happy about it because why? 
This is Big Show's last WrestleMania, and they just kind of... Yeah, I don't know what happened to Shaq. Oh, he, they couldn't come up with the money. Oh, is that it? Yeah. By yeah. the way, I'm posting a sign in case you missed it from uh, WrestleMania. Roman is a Holocaust... <laughs> Denier? Denier? Denier. Den- oh, Denier. Jesus. <laughs> that was... Everybody saw that during um, Undertaker's retirement. That was that was the only time you could see it. It showed up several times while while Undertaker was trying to leave. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh... The third pre-show match, and this one disappointed me, was Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin for the Intercontinental Championship. Wow. Yeah, this felt like just a match on uh, SmackDown. Like SmackDown or Raw or something, yeah. Ambrose gets the win. I'm shocked. I thought they were going to give it to Corbin. Nope. They didn't. Sorry, Baron. I'm kind of glad they didn't, considering the match was just whatever. But uh, Yeah, but with as much time as they gave to it, I figure, shit. I fuck. Find it. I find it hilarious that Dean is on the pre-show. Seth has Triple H, and Roman has Undertaker in the main event and his last match. Which goes to show you people that I've been saying this since day one. Ambrose is not the guy. He never will be the guy. Get the fuck over it. But I still feel sorry for him because he deserves better than the fucking pre-show. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, by all by all um, accounts, he is apparently one of um, Vince's favorite guys because he never gets hurt, and he has wrestled the most matches out of anybody Hell yeah. in any organization for going on over a year now because he just fucking works his ass off all year round. And that's great. I just... It's not there. And I, he I, is, and I he know... He is Mr. Dependable. Oh, yeah. He's the he's the constant. The problem is Austin's contract ran out, and he's not uh, with WWE anymore. And Dave Meltzer mentioned that the reason why they cut Austin was because when he did the podcast with Dean Ambrose, it was Dean Ambrose that was like the least watched podcast, and it's Ambrose's fault. Now I had to read that twice because I went, wait, so we're talking about Austin, and it ends on Ambrose. How the fuck did you make that switch? To be fair, it wasn't a great podcast. Because <laughs> I don't think Dean gave a fuck. That was, well, that was just two completely different personalities. Dean wants to just fucking be like, nah, man, what, I'm just chill. Why Why are you fucking reading shit on the internet? And Austin's like, man, some bitch, goddamn, be Debra! And just fucking, yeah, that's the most uncomfortable thing I've ever watched. <laughs> It, it was like going through a colonoscopy, and the person is an old man, and he's comforting you. It's like, this is no comfortable way to get through this. I'm sorry, Dean, you deserve better than this. Opening contest was AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. I gave this match four stars because I didn't expect this match to be as good as it fucking was. Holy shit. Holy shit. Those hits were pretty fucking solid. I, uh, I'll, I think AJ did some carrying, but at the same time, I think uh, Shane uh, totally pulled his own weight yeah. uh, most of the time. This match was awesome. This was this made me go, oh, this man is going to be awesome. If Shane in fact, McMahon in fact, let me, has a let good Let me match. rephrase that. I don't think AJ did carrying. I think AJ just was the better guy, and Shane just 
did way better than he normally does. He was he rest- doing arm drags and drop kicks and all sorts of shit. And I'm going, this is Shane fucking McMahon, and his hits were connecting. I mean, there are a couple of, you know, the, that shuck and jive, there, you know. There were, there were a couple of uh, standard Shane McMahon punches, yes. Yeah, but some of them were pretty fucking solid. And that's, that's not even what impressed me. It was the fact that Shane did wrestling moves. Yeah. yeah. And then AJ gets the win. Uh, there was a cool spot where he came off the rope and got stuck in the go-go plata. That was cool. And then, you know, coast to coast, but AJ gets the win. Cool. Real cool. Four stars. I liked it. They don't want none. Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho with the uh, scarf that lit up. Yeah, that is that is hilarious. That is the best way to combine <laughs> your your gimmick entrance. It's like, all right, now that I'm a face again and I need a good entrance, how do I do this? It's like, all right, I've been wearing a scarf for a while, but I need I need a cool entrance. And I used to wear a light bright jacket. What do I do? I know! Light bright <laughs> scarf! Just, let's just fucking add lights to my scarf, and I'll make the scarf made out of leather like my jacket used to be. Light it up, man! <laughs> it's fucking great. The match, I gave three stars only because it felt like a raw match. Yeah, I don't even fucking remember it. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just whatever. It, exactly, it was just whatever. So, Kevin Owens is the new United States champion. Okay, that's cool. I, I remember the ending. He he threw him against the side. Yeah, that that was it. Uh, underwhelming match number one: Bailey versus Charlotte versus Sasha versus Nia Jax. Bailey's entrance was very colorful. Sasha Banks's entrance was uninspired. Nia Jax just walked to the ring. Charlotte Flair. She, I'll tell you what, Holy Nia Jax. Shit, Nia Jax looked cool though. Oh yeah, she did. She looked like a Disney villain. She looked bad, fuck ass. My problem with it, they eliminated her in three minutes. She looked like a fucking beast, and they just got rid of her. And then Sasha went out, and then Charlotte went out, and then that was it. It was a very underwhelming, fatal four way. I expected there to be a lot more that went on. And I think this match underdelivered compared to last year. I actually, um, I think that match is underrated. I, I don't think it was amazing, but um, I liked it more than um, most people. I think I don't know how many stars I'd give it. I guess three. Yeah, I gave it about two and a half to three because it was way too quick. I think with the amount of talent that you had in that ring, they could have did a whole lot more. And it just kind of ended. Like that's it. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like that it just ended. But I did. I don't think the match was bad. And I'm not saying every match has to have a big fucking spot. But it was trip uh, belly to belly one two three. Really? This is Russell fucking mania. <laughs> I, I thought she won with the um, the Macho Man elbow. Oh yeah, she did. But even so, she's not Macho Man. So. It's the anniversary of when Randy Savage beat Flair. Yeah, every fucking year. <laughs> Jesus. Just, okay. Underwhelming match, I'm sorry. The women, I expected more out of this. Fatal 4-Way 
tag team ladder match. And I'll tell you why it was a fatal four-way, because we didn't know. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson against Cesaro and Sheamus and Enzo and Kaz. Then the New Day come out. And, by the way, the New Day came out earlier in the night and were Final Fantasy characters and whatever. Give it up, guys. The internet just don't care no more. Then they come out again and they're all, there's another team that's coming in. And I don't know who it could be. And Corey Graves said the right fucking thing. You can't just enter yourself into the fucking match. And then it's the Hardy Boys. And we're okay with this. The Hardy Boys are back. Holy shit. Mark out moment of the fucking night. And the Hardys get the win. I gave this three and a half stars. Because I expected more. I expected more out of all four of these teams. They were kind of like, you know, I don't want to do all the insane ladder spots tonight. Let's just kind of ease into this. And the Hardys are the new tag champions. I'm okay with this. I don't think they should have been champions, but I guess, eh, whatever. It's, uh, I've seen that they're not delete. No. Uh, um, but at the same time, Matt is referencing it everywhere oh, in yeah. all the interviews. Um. Uh, so apparently he wants to do it But he's contractually obligated Not to do it right now Because TNA is like saying fuck off Um. Uh, just delete uh, TNA <laughs> um, Also I thought it was funny That they were shilling the fuck out of Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood all night. Oh, yeah. Mainly because I play the game, and I know that that expansion is coming up, and all my friends play it, too. I mean, that's the online game. And so I'm like, what the fuck? Why are they... <laughs> this is really fucking strange. It's like, you don't gotta show it to me. I'm already buying it. <laughs> You're preaching to the choir, guys. And so, and, and I thought it was funny, Big E and Kofi are dressed up as a samurai and a, and a red mage. And I'm like, those are the two new classes that they're adding with the expansion. It's like, oh, I see where this is going. I see you. They're getting that Yoshida money. Yoshida's the, uh, he's the, he's the head, the head honcho of that, uh, game. They're getting that fucking Yoshida money for this. That's, that's the meaning of this cosplay. And, uh, I guess, uh, Xavier was just rocking the cloud here just because he's a he's a big fan of Final Fantasy VII. Which is fine, so, but, you know... Yeah, so why the fuck not? Uh, and he had a Moogle. Uh, and they couldn't find anyone to play Tifa? It, I guess Big E could have done it. He has big enough tits. I'm just saying, they couldn't find anyone. Uh, now, this next match coming up, I gave one fucking star. Because I didn't fucking care. John Cena Nikki Bella defeats the Miz and Maurice. Now, I say fuck you to the whole fucking thing. I say fuck you to the whole fucking thing. Because... You're not going to get any um, argument from me. This was a bullshit match. This was absolute bullshit. The fans were... It was 99 Miz, 1% Cena. And I don't think his fucking parents were cheering for him at this point. Um, prior to the match, Nikki Bella's all, My parents are here! Oh, really? Isn't that a fucking coincidence? Oh, we have a storyline where John will never propose to me. And my parents are here. Oh, what a fucking coincidence. Oh, John Cena does nothing in the fucking match except two fucking moves and gets the win. 
What a fucking coincidence. And then he proposes to Nikki Bella. What a fucking coincidence. We literally just saw the classic John Cena match. The classic that we have seen for like 14 years. Something that something that he hadn't done in a while. But it's like, wow. This is repulsive. This was absolutely fucking repulsive because I went, Miz deserves better than this. He does. He's been on a hot streak. Everybody was into Miz. I mean, he, he really fucking knocked all these promos out of the park going up to this. And it and, didn't fucking matter. And he, and he beat John Cena's ass uh, for the beginning of this match. And he was, he was eating up the crowd, man. The crowd was loving it. He was playing it up. And then, I mean, we all knew John Cena was going to propose to Nikki. We fucking knew it before. I mean, people were calling this like three months ago. Oh, yeah. Like, and, it, and so, basically, this whole match, this whole match was Miz getting buried for the sake of John Cena. Proposing, proposing to Nikki to Bella. Nikki. Which yeah. makes me wonder, okay, so... John is, that, C- is that not backstage politics? That, that is, is back- beyond. That is, yes. That is... That is I mean, you can't look at that as anything other than John Cena saying. I mean, even if that, even if Miz agreed to it. I mean, even I mean, there's no th- there's no other way to describe that other than John saying, "Hey, I want to win this. I want to win this match so that we can have a high note for me and Nikki to propose on." Then why not lose the match? I mean, you know I mean? But- we we lost, but I love you anyway. You know, that would have been a little more tender versus, well, we destroyed everybody, let's get married, power couple. <laughs> oh, God, I am so sick of of the two of them. Like, I, I get angry. Like, physically fucking angry. And I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to play the fucking devil's advocate. If Nikki Bella did not fucking know that she was getting proposed to at WrestleMania with her fucking parents right the fuck there, and she's on social media all the fucking time, and they do a storyline about John Cena proposing to her and not proposing to her, and didn't know that this wasn't coming, you're a fucking idiot. And if she did, uh, know, that, and if she did know that this was going to happen, and we were all in on the fucking joke, what was the fucking point of the fucking match? It was the fakiest, fake, fake thing I have ever seen. I don't I know it's kayfabe. I know it's fake. I fucking get that. But I hate fake fake where they're faking being faked out. Like that's just fucking This was fucking ridiculous. This was absolutely fucking ridiculous. This was fucking stupid. Anyone that got choked up about this match can fucking kill themselves. I mean, yeah, it's got I mean, assuming that Nikki and John really are in love. And I, you know, I kind of believe. Congratulations that. to the newlyweds if they're getting married. That's great. I'm not going to poo-poo on that. But this whole fiasco is just—it's like the WWE is trying to make their own version of the Kardashians, and I fucking can't stand it. It's fucking. I mean, disgusting. for the—I would say for the longest time, I honestly did believe that they're that 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 they did kind of have a relationship. But I mean, and if that's true, why would you like make this such a fake thing? I mean, it's like. It's it's so staged. I mean, there's there's no. You knew that this was going to happen at the end of the match. There's no way Nikki didn't know this was coming. I mean, it was so set up because in the world of wrestling, everything is very scripted. I mean, there's just 
There's no way to have made this a surprise. And even if it, and even if she, honest to God, didn't fucking know, and she is the dumbest fucking bitch in the world because no, she's she's worse than dumb. That's that's like fucking literal uh, mongoloid retardation. I mean, she's she'd have to be on the spectrum so high up that she could fucking see. She could she could reach the moon. She's yeah. beyond retarded. Like yeah, beyond. Even if she didn't fucking know, really. You're going to use WrestleMania as your stage to propose? How fucking original is fucking that? Daniel Bryan at least went to the fucking effort and flew in Bree's entire fucking family for a surprise dinner. John Cena just said, Let's just do it at Mania. (laughs) I'm so fucking clever. Fucking unoriginal fucking cocksucker. Get the fuck out of here. And then they go into detail about... The ring and how it came to be, and it's a hundred thousand dollars. Look, folks, I'm gonna say this right the fuck now, okay? Is it really a hundred thousand dollars? Some, yeah, it's like a stupid fucking amount, folks. I'm gonna tell you this right the fuck now. If you have to go on record and say how expensive the wedding ring is and fucking parade it around, how fucking insecure are you that you have to go around saying that's a hundred thousand dollar wedding ring? Who gives a shit? You gave her a hundred. You gave her a hundred thousand dollar fucking rock. Wow! How insecure are you that you have to put what you can purchase on someone's finger? That's how much you love her. She's worth a hundred thousand fucking dollars. You really loved her. It would be a million fucking dollars, but let's not split hairs. But it shouldn't fucking matter how much money you spent on the fucking thing. Certain things aren't uh, don't have a, a worth. Exactly, and the fact they went into detail about it, it's like really. Really, do we really fucking care how much the ring fucking costs? Get the fuck out of here. You know what's funny is, you know, I would say that uh, Miz and Maurice can be some insufferable bastards, but and, and I'm sure to an extent they maybe really are, but you can at least tell that these people are actually in love. I mean, they, they got married ages ago, behind the scenes, and it wasn't a big deal. The way it like, nobody been. Even Triple H got married behind the scenes. Like, I mean, there was no... Those those were just two people that happened to know each other because they were in the wrestling business, and they got married. And it wasn't a big deal. Nobody's careers got advanced because of it, because it, they were just people in the business together. You know, and that's, that's why their relationship seems much more genuine, I think, because they just... They're in love. And I love how people said, well, this is just like Savage and Elizabeth. No. Savage fucking lost his match and proposed the night fucking after. You fucking idiots. Nothing like Savage and Elizabeth. Nothing Also, also Elizabeth Elizabeth is one of the most classy women I've ever seen in oh, wrestling. Yeah. With you know, with without question. But no, this whole thing fucking repulsed me. It seemed like it was an advert for Total Divas. And Miz deserves better than that. And I know he agreed to it, and I'm sure he got paid a nice chunk of change. But if Cena came up to me and said, this is what I want to do, I'd tell him to go fuck himself. Oh, considering better than this. Considering Miz is, like, the ultimate company guy, I'm sure he probably said, sure, I'll do it. I mean, I'm he's sure busy. he did, but that's yeah. just bullshit. I mean... Yeah. They could have squashed him, and it would have... This match could have been 10 seconds or 10 fucking hours, and you would have... Hell, he'd have result. probably taken a squash. He'd have been like, yeah, I'll do it. Pretty much was a squash. Cena did three fucking moves. 
I think yeah, I think Miz dropped him with a body slam, and Cena's all, "Oh God, I can't go on." I'm like, "Really?" Miz is doing the same fucking shit he's been doing to you for years, and like one body slam is like a career ender. Yeah, Get the fuck out of here. I was like, I, me and me and my friend Charlie were joking. I was like, dude, is there kryptonite under the ring? Did Miz like poison Cena or something? I was like, what? What is going on? Because, like, Miz was beating his ass, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then Cena made the comeback. Yeah, all of three fucking moves. Now, I know the women sucked in the match, and that's because Nikki had neck problems, and that's why it was as sloppy as it was. But, just, oh, God, I I hate this. I hated the whole fucking thing. If Cena would have lost... I could have said at least he gave the win to the fucking Miz because he's not going to come back in the next couple months. He's got more fucking movies to make. Yeah, he, that's why That's why uh, Miz and uh, Maurice did that thing on Friday. Yeah, just take the loss, propose to Nikki, we all go home happy even though you fucking lost, but it's okay. You lost the battle, but you won the woman. Isn't that what the story fucking should be? That's how fucking Rocky ended, for Christ's fucking sake. You're saying you're better than Rocky? Get the fuck out of here. Take your fucking ring. Take your fucking fake phony ass relationship. Get the fuck out and go fuck yourselves. Congratulations, by the way. Hated this. Absolutely fucking hated it. This was a waste of fucking time. Your thoughts? <laughs> uh, it, it's it's Cena, man. I, I've I've said my piece on Cena in the past. It's like it's it's weird because. Um, I have some friends who hate Roman Reigns for all the same reasons that they kind of give Cena a pass because Cena can wrestle, when or he wants so they to. say. Not, not yeah, when he, when when he wants to, which is my point. And it's like, and they say, well, you know, uh, and I'm like, but yeah, but Cena buries people, and it's like, and, and they're like, ah, I don't know, man. It's just, it's really strange the kind of things that. A lot of I see a lot of people nowadays give Cena a pass that people aren't willing to give Roman a pass over, and it's like I think if we're going to talk shit about one, we need to talk shit about both, because I mean, especially in fact, Roman doesn't bury people on the mic. Cena is a fucking savage about it. I mean, he fucking just he's fucking awful. Yeah. On the other hand, Roman Roman can't hurt anyone on the mic. He's a fucking pussy. I mean, he, he gets on the mic and you laugh at him. Well, I think they, they try not to have him buried because he was supposed to be a face. And now he's kind of going heel. And it's not going to take much, let me tell you, at this point. But, yeah, I agree. When I saw Elimination Chamber, I was still kind of a Cena fan. And then watching his performance in that fucker, I'm like, is he, like, crippled? To where he can't do fucking anything? Because, Jesus Christ, he was a lazy fuck. And then, and, and then you know, it's like, oh, well, Roman can't wrestle, and it's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes his matches are, I don't know, they're not always the best, but I would say, genuinely, most of his matches are pretty good. And lately, a lot of Cena's matches have been pretty good, too, but, and then sometimes they're not. Sometimes his matches are absolutely awful, and then... People tend to forget that for about 12 years, his matches were boring as fuck. I mean, I I would say, you have to remember it like this. 
Cena's best matches over the past 12 years were amazing. He had some amazing matches, but most of those matches were not good. That's the that's the issue. I mean, you you look at all of his matches, and it's like, for every great match Cena had, he had like five boring, forgettable fucking matches where he just got beat up all match and then did three moves in one, like the one he had with Miz. And it's like, do people just, are, are we like having some kind of revisionist history where those didn't happen or something? And the, everybody says he's like a master on the mic, and it's like, yeah, he, I mean, sure enough, he can fucking bury your ass on the mic. But then he also had those fucking awful promos where he talked about how JBL was poopy and all these fucking awful, retarded, fucking just dumbass things that he used to say. It's like, oh man, it's just... So yeah, we're definitely not John Cena fans here. We're, we're not. No, uh, I would just say I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of uh, revisionist shit. People, people have moved on to the point where they have forgotten how much they used to hate Cena, and it's like, guys, it wasn't he's still here and he's still not that good. I mean, he's gotten a lot better sometimes, but then you get shit at WrestleMania where it's like, holy fuck, that was awful. He's not even done being a dick. And now he's going to be gone for like three months, and then it's gonna, and then when he comes back, people are probably going to forget about why he was such a dick again. Because he might have a good match with somebody. And I'm still pissed off he now tied Ric Flair's record just to drop it in two months to Bray Wyatt. It's like, okay, I know you were trying to push Bray Wyatt. I, I totally get that. But well, did you have, good that did. But did you have to fucking win just so you could push him? Couldn't you do that in a losing effort? Like, there is no failure in losing. When you always fucking win, you get bored. It's like Superman. There is no fucking way to beat him. The minute you beat Superman, you get interested. How the fuck did that happen? Oh, shit. Cena never fucking loses. And when he does, it's like... Oh my god, he fucking lost. Holy shit. Fuck. This guy's getting pushed to the moon. No, he's not. That's just... Uh, man. A losing effort would not have hurt Cena in this match. This would have helped Miz going into a certain feud that he's going to be going into pretty soon. This wouldn't have hurt John Cena. This wouldn't have hurt Nikki. They could have gotten married and rode off into the sunset anyway because even the fucking Undertaker puts over young talent. <sighs> Seth Rollins. I don't know, man. It's just I, uh, I, I just. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I, this is fucking. You could. I could go on all day about why Cena is a piece of shit. And you know, what? it's like he could. He's not. I don't know. I don't even know if he's really a bad guy. And no, I know he can everyone wrestle. Everyone says he's great backstage. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. But. It's hard to really believe that when he gets on the stick and he just buries the fucking talent. You know, I still haven't forgiven him for that AJ Styles promo. You know, when he basically said, I was bred for WWE, you were bred for the indies. It's like, fuck you! You know, Jesus Christ! And it's like, you you talk about who buries who, and who's buried the most, and who's made more stars, and it's like, and like I said, you know, nowadays people want to say, oh, well, you know, 
who's doing it more, and it's like, and they want to forget all the guys that Cena has fucked over. And it's like, you Cena has like a fucking laundry list of guys that could have been somebody. I mean, it's like, God. I mean, just the list. The list is endless. The list is fucking endless. I think his antithesis, honestly, is Randy Orton. Because if he doesn't want to do it, he ain't going to do it. I seriously believe that. Yeah. Because Orton's the one guy that don't give a shit. He just don't fucking care. We'll get to Randy Orton in a second. Seth Rollins versus Triple H in in a non-sanctioned match. You know, I expected this to be a little more brutal. And it wasn't. I expected this match to be... I don't know. Something? It was 25 minutes of just... Okay, they're wrestling and they're using stairs and chairs, but... Ah, that's, that's it. I mean, alright. I think I think people need to remember that Triple H just isn't a fucking good wrestler. No, he's good. I, I just... I, well, see, that's that's well, that's where you made your first fucking mistake. I mean, I think people that's that's what it is. People think Triple H is a good wrestler. I he's he's good in certain situations, and uh, if he's not, I mean, there are certain people he can work with that can make him fucking amazing. And I don't think Seth Rollins is the guy. I mean, certain guys can bring the best out of Triple H. I mean, like, Triple H has a knack for fucking ring psychology. He's fucking amazing at it. Um, but he needs, like, I, I don't know. He, he doesn't need to have, he doesn't need to have a fucking 30-minute match at every WrestleMania. Triple H doesn't need that. Like, the reason he was good with Undertaker is because there was a whole lot of fuck. Sean was there for one. There was there was a whole lot of fucking um, talking and like story and just fucking. There was a whole lot of drama in that match. There was there wasn't a lot of that here. I it have was, never discredited Triple H's talent in the ring. I think the problem with me with this match was it was non-sanctioned. Okay, so that means they could bring a gun to the fucking ring, and there was like no like holy shit moment. It was just... Okay. I know. No, I'm just saying... It felt like I a think, Raw match. Yeah. I'm just saying I think the reason that Triple H tends to have good matches is he needs to ha- he needs to work with guys who have equally good ring psychology and I think um, Seth Rollins is more of a guy that can do amazing spots. He's a very fast high-flying, crazy guy, and the fact that Seth Rollins went into this match injured, like, with, you know, quotations or whatever, uh, and he was supposed to not do all those, it's like he was kind of handicapped. So, Seth was not able to do as much as he was supposed to. He was supposed to work at Triple H's level, basically, and that's just, it's not going to work. The match was the the match isn't going to work out as good. I still think it was a good. I still thought it was a good match, but uh, ah, it was fine. But I expected there to be blood or or sledgehammers flying everywhere or fucking trash cans and boxes and explosions. Like I expected this match to be non fucking sanctioned, and 
We didn't really get that. We just kind of got a no holes, a no disqualification match, which you know, all right, it was okay. And Stephanie went through a table and her head bounced. Um, so she'll be out for a little while. <sighs> now this is the next match coming up. Is the one where I'm sure Alex picked up his television, went to throw it, and then put it down because he likes his TV. Randy Orton <laughs> defeats Bray Wyatt with the WWE Championship. And it, took, uh, and it took one move. The entrance yeah. that Bray Wyatt had was fucking amazing. It was finally the the, the the fireflies all over the arena. This was fucking amazing. Randy Orton had a snake. And um, it was okay. We had special effects on the screen, on the, on the ring. And it was... <laughs> The first time it was kind of creepy. The second time it was, oh, they're doing something with this. The third time was, what the fuck are they doing with this? And I thought the fourth time they were going to do it, you're going to get like a pair of eyes and it was going to be Abigail and lightning was going to come down and fuck Randy Orton or some shit. But, you know, RKO, one, two, three. That's the match? Oh, shit. I wish I could say I hate this match, but I don't. I actually thought it was uh, all right. It was just too short. It wasn't enough for time for psychology, and considering this match had, I thought, really good build-up. It was my favorite build-up for any of the matches, really. Because um, SmackDown just had awesome build-up in general. I think, I think this, I think all the Wyatt build-up with the burning down the house and all that. Sh- I thought it was awesome, but the match just it couldn't live up to it with that kind of time frame. It underperformed. That, yeah. And uh, it was just a short match, and um, I would have been mad. I mean, I am kind of mad, but I would have been more mad if I didn't know it was happening. I read the odds ahead of time, and... Uh, Why do you do that to yourself? Um, well, that, and I heard that it was going to happen, and so I needed to know. I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to be disappointed, because I had a feeling, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go find out. Because I, I didn't want to go in there and be disappointed. I was like, uh, you know what? I because I, I had a good feeling. I was like, you know, I'm just this. Let's just fucking look at the odds. And uh, sure enough, it's like the odds were heavily in favor of uh, Randy Orton. And uh, I was like, oh, well, ain't that a bitch? Well, and uh, as soon as it was over, I was like, well. I'd say it was fun while it lasted, but it wasn't, because, uh, you know, rain, uh, fucking Bray Wyatt's reign, fucking nothing happened during it. He was barely there. I mean, he had one title defense, and he was hardly on TV. So I had thought that if he was going to keep it at WrestleMania, that that's when his real reign would have started. No. But he didn't keep it. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um... Something I have heard there's rumors of a double turn because Randy really likes the Wyatts and he wants to do more with them and that he would like and Randy hates being a fucking face um, and it, it would be cool for Wyatt to be face because people want to cheer him but uh, I don't know I don't care. He totally can be a face. I mean... Well, yeah, people want to cheer him. Because Taker's gone now, so making him the next quote-unquote Undertaker would work. My problem is this. Yes, send him the coat and the hat in the mail. It's it's He's not he's not wearing them anymore. Yeah, and it might be a little big, but it'll fit. 
my problem with Bray Wyatt is this. He talks in limericks. He talks in riddles. He talks you into the building. He talks, he talks, he talks, he talks. And he doesn't win. And I think, for me, that's hurt me to the point where I now don't care. And that's, You know, he was that winning is, lately. so sad. He was winning a lot! And now he lost again. Yeah. I mean, they had this fucking build... And the special effects, and the fireflies, and you believed in Bray Wyatt, and you had faith in Bray Wyatt, and you thought this could be it, and they just take it away, and it kind of makes you go, I don't care. I, I really don't. Yeah, you know, he, he, he could certainly be the negative Undertaker, because he has a negative streak. Yeah, he has yet to fucking win. Yeah, he has, he has uh, minus three at WrestleMania. It's just... Fuck. Uh, well, I mean, I guess he didn't have a match at, at, uh... Well, no, no, he had... The Rock thing. Well, well, The Rock, no, he didn't... That, no, he had a match at 30, he lost. He had a match at 31, and he lost. And he had a match at 33, and he lost. Um, he didn't actually have a match at, um, 32. But he did get beat up by The Rock. Yeah. And, it, you and know, seen it. Again, how long can we listen to the gospel before people go, we're done? He's never going to fucking win, just fuck it. And I think that's kind of where I'm at, where, again, preach to the choir. I, unfortunately, I'm not listening, because you don't fucking win. And that doesn't make a great villain. It, it, it doesn't. It does not make a great villain. The villains have to fucking win. Fucking eventually. Dr. Doom got a win under his belt once. Ah, Jesus. Yeah, this isn't a Saturday morning cartoon where the villains never win. This is a, this is a more uh, long-running, uh, dramatic the show. Where they never fucking win. Way to go, Randy, for giving us a, a great, decent WrestleMania match. RKO, one, two, three, that's it. And you know what's funny? Like I've said, there I have like no near falls in this fucking show with the exception of two matches. I heard that Randy, like I've said, I've heard Randy is a big fan of the Wyatts, which is why he did the whole join up with them in the first place. I've heard that he's a he's at a point in his life where he's like, like, because I, you know, he, Randy has a, uh, um, a, what's it, reputation for being a cunt. Or at least he did. But ever since he got married and had a kid, he's he's become way cooler, and uh, he's he's just gotten to a point where he wants to give back, and that's why he did the whole tag team with the Wyatts, and, and he's a big fan of them, and uh, that's why he's done this whole feud with them, and he's in, and uh, and so I guarantee you, he didn't even want to win that. Probably not. So, Probably not. And I can't Harper on on. Uh, on Randy, but I just think with all of this build that they had, all of this, the fucking spooky shit, it's like, come on, can you give it to Bray? Give us something to, it's like giving me a meatless sandwich. Alright. I'm tired of it. Give me some fucking meat. Give me someone I can fucking believe in. Just Jesus Christ. Fuck the writers. We then come up for our Ambien as it's Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg for the Universal Championship. 
which made me go, there's two more matches left on the card, and they're both over this title. Holy shit. What the fuck? Brock Lesnar defeated Goldberg in a smash mouth of a match. This match was awesome. This was a fucking smash mouth, brutal, suplex city, spear, jackhammer, F5, F5, suplex, 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 one, two, three, matches over kind of match. Well done. Uh, uh, I will not say it was that goddamn good, but I will give it more credit than every other match Goldberg's been in. I think it's what we wanted to have happen at Survivor Series. And this is what we got. I mean, I'll give Goldberg credit for taking a bump. Couple of uh, them. That's, yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, um... I'm glad Goldberg decided on Raw Talk after Raw to go away. Um, he said his piece. He's like, hey, I did this for my kid. And uh, fuck all the people in the audience. I hate all of you, basically. Go to hell, and I'm leaving. Um, I'm still not much of a fan of him after this, but, you know, that was... that was. It was hey, it's not WrestleMania 20. Uh, that is true. That is absolutely true. Uh, uh, Goldberg's face when when Brock kicked out of the fucking <laughs> the fucking jackhammer that was something. Uh, I liked it. I, I liked them. It was everything it needed to be. It wasn't going to be a technical masterpiece. It was going to be just no. We knew that. The match uh, also clocked in at about five minutes, I believe. Yeah, because uh, my friend was was uh, had a timer on his phone. Um, also, Brock jumping over the spear—that was uh, that was something special. <laughs> Leapfrog the spear, Jesus! That is a scary, scary man. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Semi-main event of the evening. Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Mickey James, Natalia, and Becky Lynch for the smack- and the six-pack challenge for the women's SmackDown Women's Championship. Was the, was the writing was on the wall. I mean, come on. We all knew Naomi was going to win. She won in a very unorthodox submission lock. What the fuck was that? That looked like it hurt. Is Alexa Bliss okay? What, did she fake breaking her arm again? No, she had, like... You didn't see the match? I, I don't remember what happened. It's she, been a while. She grabbed Alexa Bliss and laid her on her back and then sat her up and then took her her elbows and put them behind her back and they were touching and then she locked them with her legs and held onto her head. It was like reverse crucifixion. Well, Alexa Bliss is pretty bendy. I've seen her do some weird shit where she looks like she's breaking things and she's fine. So, I don't know. It looked painful. Unfortunately, another kind of underwhelming match because I'm sure they said, you know, uh, the main event's coming up, so I'll wrap it up quick. Uh, And they did. Not like they had to. The fucking show went over by an hour. Yeah. At that point, I was looking at my clock going, fuck, really? 
a fucking long... Because we had that concert that we just had to have. Yeah. Ready to go. Oh, oh, that song is stuck in my head. And the main event of the evening, Roman Reigns against The Undertaker. Roman Reigns gets the win, and there was no riot. There was no bullets. There was nothing that everyone said was going to happen. So all you people that said, I'm going to fucking riot, you're, you're, you're a fucking liar. You know how many people I called out before it happened? You know how many fucking people I was like, yeah, yeah, like you're going to fucking riot. Your fucking fat ass is going to fucking trip itself over the fucking railing. You're going to fall over on your rolls. You're, gonna f- you're not going to do shit. Shut up. You know you all look like me. Wrestling fans look like me. You're all a bunch of fucking fat, hairy motherfuckers. You're not going to do anything. Shut the hell up. You're cutting a Rick Rude promo? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. He's attacking his own people. Yeah, um, well, I mean, seriously, I mean, look at me. I'm not exactly some uh, fucking uh, amazing specimen here, and I'm just saying, you know, most wrestling fans aren't exactly what I would say fit amazing human beings. Just saying they're not the kind of people I would be worried about beating up Roman Reigns and The Undertaker and hopping the railing. I think security could handle it. That, that is true. And, and uh, nothing happened. But uh, I think there was something else I was going to say, though. What the fuck was I going to say? Fuck! Go ahead. <laughs> so the match happened. And, oh, just... I gave it two stars. And the reason why I gave it two stars is because this is the match... Where I took off the rose-colored glasses, I have been giving rose-tinted, I rose think, rose-tinted glasses, yeah, for this match because I gave the Undertaker a pass. This is the match where I said I can't give him a pass because nostalgia is dead. Taker did not do old school. Taker couldn't do the last ride. Taker, oh my God, that last ride was the worst. Oh God. He could barely he, choke slam. He was throwing he punches and headbutts. The fucking last ride, Jesus! That is, he couldn't even get him up to his chest. And bl- God bless Jr. for trying. Those headbutts have become a have become a staple for the Undertaker for years. It's like no, <laughs> he's only been doing that for three. Jr. Just come on, let's not fuck with us now. It just it looked like a broken down old man that couldn't do it and won't do it and it just it was heartbreaking it was just heartbreaking and the sea undertaker have to use a chair made me go taker i don't think you need a chair to beat up roman i think it should be the way around where roman is beating the shit out of you and then the table spot and then just nothing clicked and I'll, you know what? I'll give I'll give credit for the table spot though. That was a brutal spear. Yes, it was. It was a you know Taker can punch, and that's about all he can do right now. And he, he took he took bumps like a champ, but that was about the only thing he could do. The fact that he didn't do old school was really weird. I've never seen a match where he hasn't done old school. Yeah, he. I don't even think he. Cho- I think he choked slam once, and that was a stretch. He didn't even. I don't think he did snake eyes either. Like where? No, did he, he did. He did. Um, did he? Yeah, he did. He did snake eyes, big boot, and the leg drop. That was the only uh, classic moves he did, other than the choke slam and the uh, tombstone. Yeah, the tombstone looked pretty. That was it. Everything else he did just looked really sloppy, and it kind of made me go, "We gotta put him down." Like 
this is bad. This is really bad. And I know he's probably in pain. And I know he's old. And I, I know that. But I have to be objective here. This was not his best match. And all credit to Roman for trying. But I'm afraid... I think Roman was afraid he was going to break him. Because... Oh, God. And then Roman gets the win. And I didn't feel sad. I wasn't angry. I wasn't pissed. I wasn't enraged. I was... Okay, it's over. You know what was weird? Was like... Which is I a don't... weird feeling. Yeah, a lot of people were pissed that it was Roman. I The weird thing was, is like... To me, watching that match, it was like Roman wasn't even there. It was almost like this was just fucking... Just watching someone beat up Undertaker. Yeah. It was just like it was just like Undertaker's last match, and it was it didn't even matter who was in there with him. It was just this match was more about Undertaker than anybody else being in there with him. I didn't even care. I, I didn't care who was in there. I was just watching Undertaker trying to wrestle. You know what it felt like, honestly, if you were to play the the video game and do a random match, this is what it came up with. That's what this felt like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just... It it didn't... uh, I don't know. I couldn't get invested because... I don't want to say I didn't care about Taker, but it's not that I didn't care. It was just... If Roman wins, okay. Are they going to do anything with it? We'll see. The fans are getting pissed off that a young talent beat The Undertaker? You shouldn't be, because Roman's not going anywhere. Um... It, the moves looked sloppy. The match was underwhelming. It was just sad, and it was sad, and it was sad. The reversal into the the fucking tombstone was the fucking most awful. I've I've never seen that move fucked up, and that was the first time, and that was awful. Yeah, they the fucking flip where you turn the tombstone into a reversed tombstone, and um. I don't know who to blame that on. I don't. I don't know. But um, well, the Roman smarks felt- are gonna. The smarks are gonna say Roman. The analysts are gonna say Taker. You and E are gonna say both. Yeah, I was. I, I yeah. Um, whatever happened, they both fell forward, and Undertaker fell down on the mat. And I don't think it was the best idea to try to deadlift him off the fucking ground to try to turn it back into a tombstone. Well, I think Taker said fuck it to him. Cause I, I I think the better option would have been to try to pick him, to get him to stand back up and then do the tombstone, but instead he tried to deadlift him and back into the tombstone because I guess they wanted to make it, they wanted to make it look pretty, and it's like I, but yeah, so basically they fucked it up twice, and it just looked awful, and you could audibly hear the crowd go, oh, oh <laughs> the crowd yeah. was just like. Oh, <laughs> crowd! Oh my god, they the were crowd not happy. Was just fucking shitting on it, and it was like, oh my god, oh, that was fucking, that was horrifying. And the match uh, kind of fell apart after that because then Roman was trying to hit Superman punches and trying to hit spears, and it was just. Everything looked awkward and felt awkward, and just it was. Just, they had to fucking improvise a finish. 
Yeah, and they had to do the fucking momentum spear. I don't even know if that's how they intended to finish it. I, I thought it was okay. No, because Taker didn't know what the fuck was going on. Roman was all over here, over here, over here. Over. Are you ready? <laughs> he was running the ropes like nine times. It's like, can we end it? I mean, <laughs> I hate to say can we end it, but it was just... It was so heartbreaking to go, this is my favorite wrestler, and he's just... Please don't tell me this is how he's been wrestling for the last 30 years. <laughs> Cause, uh, well, you know what's weird is just last year at WrestleMania, he was so much better. Jesus. I mean, I wouldn't say last year was like a fucking five-star match by any stretch of the word. But Jesus Christ, he looked fucking ten times better than this. It, ten times. It almost makes you go, you know... I know back in the day he was a great grappler when he was, you know, the American badass, but I I kind of miss the purple glove taker where you just couldn't fucking hurt him and he did five fucking moves and everyone looked, it looked fucking painful. This was just, again, an old man trying to do it and he can't. It'd be like Mickey fighting Ivan Drago. There's just no fucking hope. I mean, seriously, last year he was doing moves. He yeah. was doing, he wasn't just punching, he did moves. And he did, he did old school, and he did like, he did, he did like at least ten moves, and he did nothing this year. He did punches and headbutts. And a couple of kicks, and. Yeah, he did, he did a big boot a few times. It's like, where did the body slam go? Where did the snapmare go? Where did the sleeper and the trapezius lock, like, where did his repertoire go in this match? There, was, there wasn't there was even a DDT. No. Like, the easiest move in the world. I mean, Taker has one hell of a repertoire, folks. Look it up. I'm dead serious. The, the fucker can go. This match was just... I, I don't know. It, and I'm not... And I'm totally not... I'm totally not um, harping on the guy because... Um, because he just suddenly sucks. I'm harping on the guy because he's old and because he couldn't go. I mean, he, the man, the, I, I'm sure he tried. <laughs> I'm sure he wanted to go out there. And I'm sure he did the best he could. But that's just, it, that just shows you, you know, what happens when you go for, you know. I mean, he started, if you, if you count... Pa- it, beyond his Undertaker days, when he started in like 1985 as Mean Mark, yeah, I mean Jesus Christ, he's been going for you know, God, over 30 years, uh, and uh, with the kind of style that he works, the kind of mileage he's built up, fucking himself up for you know constantly. And at the age he's at, yeah, I mean, that's just, that just shows you what happens when you try to wrestle. Yeah, I mean, it was a brutal match to watch, and when Roman won, again, I ain't even mad. I was more, alright. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people that are mad. I was just like, I was just fucking livid. Yeah, there's people that are fucking just angry as hell, and I was just like, fuck, I'm just... Uh, whatever, man. It's like just, when Taker I, I was lost, just sad. When Taker I was just sad to the, see him go, and, and but happy that it was over. When Taker lost to Brock, I was pissed off because I said it's the wrong fucking guy. The wrong. I was I, I was fucking livid when when Brock yeah. won. Yes, I said that's the wrong fucking guy to do it with. But since it's Taker's decision, 
I'm going to respect it. Taker took this loss and gave it to Roman. Uh, that was the streak. That was different. Yeah, I know. The streak was the streak was already fucking over here. This was just another loss. This is just another loss, you know. And Taker even said, "I'm not going to be defined by a streak." Fuck that. Which was kind of, you know, Taker. <laughs> Fuck. Not to mention, you know, the loss wouldn't have been... The loss was a lot easier to take after watching the match. You know, you see the match and how fucking tore up out there he was, and it's like, okay, well, when he loses this match, which I'm assuming he is, uh, I'm not even going to feel bad because look at him. Yeah, he can't. He can't fucking go anymore. It was hard. It was really hard to watch. And then it happened. He put on the he put on the coat, and I says, "Okay, he's gonna just go out dressed. That's fine. You know, that's gonna be something different." And then he takes the jacket off. And then yeah, he he looks like he's about to leave, but then he's like, "I guess he kind of has this idea that it's like, well, if I leave with this on, it's like, no, I I should leave it in the ring. It sends a message." Yeah, he took off his clothes. Well, not his clothes, but his... Uh, yeah. It got really weird when he started <laughs> taking off his pants. Now I, know, I don't know, now I don't you know, know why they call him the dead was... man. Um, I couldn't believe that dragon tattoo he had on his dick. <laughs> that was really strange. That's why they call him the dead man. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm sure that hurt. He took off his cloak, he took off his gloves, he took off his hat, symbolically saying, I left it all in the ring. And he walked over and kissed his wife, who they did a very good job all fucking night hiding that she was there. She's always there. She's there every fucking WrestleMania, and you don't know. No. Unless you you check her Instagram. Yeah. Great job for WWE, because I think if we would have saw that she was there, we would have known the ending. And then he goes up the ramp halfway, holds his arm up, and he goes straight down to hell from whence he came. And I think that was the moment where I went, oh, shit. Uh, the, was... second, the second he kissed his wife was when I was like, oh, fuck. Because he, does, he doesn't... Ever he doesn't... break kayfabe, ever. No, no. Even when he was set on fire three times, he never broke kayfabe. No. Just, it, it kind of made me go, oh, shit. You know the the part that I that really got me though, aside from that, was when he took his hat off for the last time and he rolled his eyes back in his head and shit. He didn't do the face. He didn't do the angry face. He just had this look that was like, and then he did a sigh. Like you see his mouth open. Like he's just, ugh, like he was just like fucking taking it all in and then just like sighing. Like oh god, thank. He's got to be one of the few wrestlers that has yet to cry during his retirement. Every fucking wrestler has cried. He's the one that I didn't see a fucking tear. Yeah, well, he's, he he's will he's not break kayfabe. No, he's a fucking ge- he's a fucking genius when it comes to not corpsing. Yeah, um, but yeah, the, it was perfect. Like he did the eye roll, but he just. Like, he let out, like, he just fucking let out all this air. Like, he's just fucking sighing, just this fucking gasp. Like, it's just, oh, think. Just like, like, like it's all over and he's just letting it all out. It was just, like, a, I don't know how to describe it other than just, uh, like, it's, it's a, it's a, like, relief. Relief and, and, um, and, uh, 
and sort of sadness. It was it was it was just a really cool look. And then he put his hat down, and you hear thunder as he puts it down. Yeah, that was it. Was one of those moments that made you go, "This is how they're ending Mania." I, I'm not okay with this. And from what I heard, nobody in the back knew this was going down. Can you imagine what it be like? Must be like being Roman Reigns going, "I was only kidding, saying I was going to retire him. I was just fucking around." <laughs> shit, my bad. Just. Holy shit. Yeah, did you see that picture of Roman Reigns sitting backstage? Yeah, he didn't look at all. He looked very unhappy. Yeah. Just, wow. And from and that came from Big E's mouth when he spoke to TMZ, when he said, we didn't know. Like, nobody yeah, backstage like, he's fucking knew. He's like, yeah, you'd be surprised how little we know, actually. But, yeah, that just... Overall, WrestleMania was decent. It was a thrill ride. It was a thrill ride. Love the set. Fucking love the set. Yeah, it was a great It was a great set. 90 fucking yards of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Listen, I can't wait to see John Cena run that shit. Halfway down, he's all, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, that was funny, watching watching those two constantly stop and start. Also, fucking, what was Randy doing? Like he was like doing weird shit in the middle of his in the middle of his thing. Like I thought he was posing, um, in the middle of his uh, run, uh like walk. And I was like, I don't know what he was doing. I People think he was having... fucking with the gut with the graphics guy. To be honest, because the snake was following him, and then he stopped, and the snake is all fuck, got it back up. Just yeah, I mean, other than the fact that humans have to actually walk that far, that was a really good set. Because that, that was, was that was roughly the length of a football field. Yeah, which is sick. I mean, fuck. Thank God no one has knee problems in this company because they would never fucking make it to the ring. That's going to do it for WrestleMania. Your final thoughts on it before we get into holy shit what happened on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, it was a thrill ride. It, it was, was crazy. definitely a thrill ride. It, yeah, it was something. Why don't we get into Monday Night Raw? It opens up with something I have never, ever seen in my life. For like three minutes, they're chanting Undertaker. And it's not stopping. It refuses to stop. It just, it does not fucking stop. I mean, when it was HBK, when it was uh, Flair, just those chants fail into fucking comparison. This was an in-unison crowd screaming and chanting The Undertaker. And I said, this is absolutely fucking surreal. And then Roman Reigns comes out. And I swear to God, I thought, someone's going to die. This is just fucking insane. And they wouldn't let him talk. They would not let him talk. The crowd said, Roman sucks. And even said, fuck you, Roman. And WWE... They said a lot of bad things. They said a lot of bad things. But the fact that, fuck you, Roman, was live and not censored. I have never heard that before. 
on a WWE program. Usually they censor it because it'll be all, you mother... piece of sh- Mother? You know, you would get that. I have never heard them openly allow fuck you, Roman, or fuck you at all on WWE programming since... God, since the Attitude Era, but even then... Jesus Christ. And Roman, he just couldn't. He just could not fucking talk. They wouldn't let him. And all he said, this is my yard now. And it got louder. Like, I don't know if they turned the mics up or what, but holy shit. (laughs) Holy shit. If he's not a heel, then they drop the ball. Holy shit. Fucking intense. <clears throat> and he was cocky about it too. And that's the way he should be. I fucked him up. This is my yard now. Suck my dick. That was perfect. Wow. I, I said I would. Yeah. Fuck. Y'all thought I was lying. Fuck you. Fuck y'all. <sighs> Hardy Boys defend the tag titles against Anderson and Gallows. There were delete chants all over the fucking building. Welcome back, Chance, Brother Nero, everything. Uh, fun match, Hardy Boys retain. Kind of feel sad for the for the club, but you know, let, let's just let's just give it to them because you know it's gonna happen. Uh, Neville is st- comes down and stands in the ring and says, "Look what I did to fucking Austin Aries. I fucked his ass. I fucked him up. Aries can talk, but he can't back it up. Fuck him." Uh, 205 live, I'm gonna fuck everyone. Here comes Mustafa Ali, who's gonna win? Neville. Fun match, but Neville wins, so, you know, whatever. He wins with the rings of Saturn, so, okay. This McMahon comes down to the ring, and the crowd goes fucking apeshit. Because it's fucking Vince. And Vince comes down to the ring, and he's all, WrestleMania 33 was the ultimate fucking thrill ride, but something tragic happened. Undertaker. No, it wasn't the fucking Undertaker, you fucking marks. My daughter Stephanie went through a fucking table. Fuck. So she's gonna be gone. So we're gonna have a new general manager, Kurt fucking Angle. Yay. So Kurt Angle's the new general manager. Yeah. I can deal with that. That's fine. What is up with the crazy eyes, though? Like, look at Kurt Angle. What is with the crazy eyes? He's he's got a broken freaking neck. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Here comes Orlando. Uh, here comes the new day. I have a question. Where the fuck is the ice cream you promised us? Because I didn't get any, and from what I heard, neither did anyone in the fucking crowd. You lying motherfuckers. So, they think they're so slick, and they go, We challenge fucking anybody to come down and fuck us up. Here comes the Revival, and the Revival fucked their shit. They fucked their shit to the point to where, Yeah, you could have had ten black guys, and you still would have fucking lost. Thank fucking God, the Revival are now on Monday Night Raw. I have now another reason to fucking watch. Thank you, Jesus. And the New Day finally get fucking beat. Thank you, Jesus Christ. <sighs> I'm happy. Kurt Angle's backstage. He's talking to Enzo and Kaz. Enzo's, you know, they do their shtick. And he says, you know, the other teammates are S-A-W-F-T. And Kurt goes, that's not how you spell soft. 
this is what we're going to get. That was a good, good segment. This is what we're going to get, so enjoy it, because it's Kurt fucking Angle. Uh, Bailey's supposed to have him. It's Bailey, Dana Brooke, and Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax, to which I went, well, wait a minute. If Dana Brooke is on the faces side, who the fuck's on the heels? Emma's back, and the crowd went fucking crazy. Charlotte Flair is also on the heel side, so we're getting all sorts of shit going on tonight. Raw is fucking awesome. The faces win because why not? And Charlotte gets the shit kicked out of her because she's Charlotte, and that's just what fucking happens. Kurt Angle is talking to a rambling Sami Zayn, to which Jinder Mahal says, it's your fucking fault that I got eliminated, not that football player. Fuck you, Sami Zayn. We're going to have a match because that's just what's going to happen. Brock Lesnar comes down in the ring, to which Paul Heyman sings a lullaby and says that the, the, the villager Goldberg went to Suplex City and got fucking stabbed in the dick. <laughs> We are now the Universal Champions, so now we will fight anybody. And you fans chanted, Finn, why do you want him to die? Fuck you, people. Out comes Braun Strowman. Okay, this could be good. I'm going to fight you. On my time, bitch. So that match is going to happen, I think. Go, Braun? You didn't win the Andre the Giant Warrior Battle Royal, though, like I predicted, but, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, I need to mention real quick. Um, you know, I uh, we had the predictions on our thing last week. I predicted Roman Reigns would win, didn't I? Yes, you did. I win! Yeah, I you, win! Yeah, you, you win. <laughs> well, we all lost the tag match, so... Oh, we did? Well, what, yeah, because no one predict? predicted the Hardys. Oh, yeah, that's right. And no one predicted Mojo Raleigh, so... Yeah. Uh, fucking assholes. Uh, so Jericho is backstage, and he's going to have a rematch with Kevin Owens. He's oh, I'm going to fuck him up because, you know, you can drink it in, man, but then Owens and Joe beat the shit of him, and they're all, fuck you, Chris. Get the fuck out of here. You just made the fucking list. Well, tip of my finger, fuck your ass. So now Seth Rollins is fucked because he just lost his tag partner. Gee, I wonder who his tag partner is going to be. Um... Hint, hint. So we'll find out later on in the night. Uh, Enzo and Kaz versus Cesaro and Sheamus. This was a match. Cesaro and Sheamus get the win. They were going to face the Hardy Boys at some point. Uh, probably at the next pay-per-view or probably next week or some shit. Jinder Mahal versus Sami Zayn at this point. WWE is fucking with me because they know who I've been waiting to see since nine fucking months since fucking SummerSlam, you Fucking assholes. Sami Zayn makes his entrance. Mahal beats the shit out of him, and they're having a fight, and Sami Zayn gets the win anyway. Way to go, Sami Zayn. Jinder Mahal is ripped as fuck. Uh, yes, fuck he is. It's very strange. Jesus Christ. Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe up against Seth Rollins and his mystery partner, who I think everybody fucking knew, Finn Balor. Thank you, God. I have a reason to watch fucking Monday Night Raw now. Holy shit. Fucking thank God. Decent tag match. Uh, I think Rollins was still hurt because he was hobbling around on his leg a little bit. And Finn has a little bit of ring rust. And I think Kevin Owens had something wrong with his eye. So, they all clicked. And what I find funny is they're all from NXT. That's fucked up. NXT closed the show. And fun, awesome main event. That's great. 
Balor gets the, Balor and Rollins get the win. Thank God I have a reason to to watch. And as Alex said earlier, there was raw talk. I'm surprised they didn't do this on the fucking show. Goldberg came out and said, I did this for fucking my son. You all can kiss my ass. Fuck off. Buy my t-shirt. That's the end of Raw. Overall, exciting fucking Raw. It went really fucking fast. Lots of fucking returns. Lots of fucking call-ups. There's going to be a shake-up next week where all the fucking stars get all sorts of fucked up. Can't wait to see it. Three things I got from this show was the amount of hatred directed at Roman Reigns. Uh, All the returns just making the crowd go fucking insane. And the crowd wasn't really obnoxious this year. No CM Punk chance. No CM Punk chance. They were obnoxious at the right reasons. So, yeah. Fun. I enjoyed this Raw. I know it's not going to be like this forever. So, cool shit. And the cool thing was, since they didn't travel anywhere, we got a SmackDown after WrestleMania. That we did. That we did. Speaking of SmackDown... Why don't we get into it? Because shit happened on that show, too. Right yeah. Tuesday Night Smackdown. Uh, so, we got JBL, David Otunga, and Tom Phillips. Uh, Tom Phillips isn't that. bad. It's David Otunga that just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, yeah, on uh, Smackdown Live here in uh, wherever the fuck they are, Orlando, Florida. And didn't they say on WrestleMania that, David Otunga, this is your first WrestleMania. And I went, wasn't he in the Nexus? Wasn't he on this fucking show once before? I swear uh, Otunga's been at Mania before. I'm pretty sure he was at fucking 28. Yeah. Was, I, I'm pretty, yeah, I, I believe he fought on Team SmackDown, uh... For uh, for Teddy Long or no no he fought for Team he fought for uh, uh, Team Blue John Lo- yeah he fr- no he fought for John Laurinaitis because he was he was John Laurinaitis' stooge yeah because uh, yeah because th- they had the uh, Raw versus SmackDown G- GM match at the beginning of WrestleMania twenty eight and they had teams. And, I Zach, and Zach Ryder was on one of them, and uh, and you're I'm absolutely a- right. It was David Otunga, Mark Henry, Ziggler, Swagger, Miz, and Drew McIntyre on Team Laurinaitis. Holy oh, shit! Okay. Yes, yes. So you were totally correct. So they fucking buried that whole fucking storyline. <laughs> wow. wow, Ziggler was on that. Yeah. Jesus, that's awful. <laughs> that's also the mad the year that the Rock beat Cena. Anyway, SmackDown. <laughs> No, I, I remember that. That was my first um, WrestleMania that I ever watched. Uh, live, anyway. Every other WrestleMania I've only ever watched uh, before. Prior to that, uh, that... that Anyway, that was the one I, I, I watched live the very first time, is what I mean. Because uh, when I was a kid, I ain't, I ain't have no money to watch that shit live. I, I didn't ever buy no pay-per-views. Uh, and I had just got back into wrestling. Anyway, um, 
The show opens with a video package highlighting WrestleMania 33 on Sunday night, focusing on the SmackDown Live matches, closing with Randy Orton becoming the WWE Champion. We go live to Orlando where a huge display of pyro goes off, and Tom Phillips is like, Hey, y'all. I'm Tom motherfucking Phillips. Welcome to the show. Did you know that I once told a girl that I wanted to fuck her face? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that happened? Uh, he, got tr- he got in trouble for it. I didn't think he came out and said I fucked his face. But <laughs> no, no, he, he told a girl. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, the Twitter thing. Yeah. Uh, the text message thing. Yeah, because he was married. And he told some girl that he wanted to fuck her face. Uh, uh, and she found out that he was married, and she told, and she's like, what the fuck, you're married, you fucking cunt? And, uh, anyway, hey guys, I'm Tom Phillips, and welcome to SmackDown, and I want to fuck your face. And, uh, so, uh, Phillips is joined by JBL and David Otunga, and says, by God, I'm Brad Shaw, and, uh, hey, y'all motherfuckers, uh, you know I like to bully people and rub soap on, uh, men's asses, apparently. Uh, what? That's according to Edge's book, and uh, he's a, he's in general a, a fucked up person. Uh, backstage bully does weird things. Not as bad as Scott Steiner, who likes to fucking sodomize people with pencils, though. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, anyway. The WWE Champion, Randy Orton, kicks off the show. So, um, Randy Orton is in the ring. It was a very mixed reaction. Not surprised. Not that Orton gives a shit, because I'm sure Orton didn't give a shit to begin with. So Orton grabs the mic and he's like, uh, even louder mixed reaction now. Orton smiles, and he takes a look around at the crowd. And, uh, and then he's like showing off his championship, and he's like, uh, He's like, you know, there was a time when I said, if you can't beat him, join him. And then I said, if you can't beat him, or if you can't fucking, fucking, how the fuck did he say that? And when you join him, fuck him. and the time is right, fuck him in the ass. That's a skull. That's a skull, yeah. <laughs> this is a skull, this is a skull, that's a skull. This is the Orton pose, that's the Orton pose. This is how you do the new Orton pose. This is the old Orton pose. Uh, I'll tell you what, Bray. See, uh, you used to be the master, but now I'm the master. And you're never going to forget my name. Because I have the WWE Championship, and you're a motherfucker. And uh, Bray Wyatt goes... And he shows up on the screen. And Bray Wyatt says, Randy, man, this is some good shit. Uh, but enough of that. I'm not into pot anymore. What I am into mm, is that belt. And I want it back, man. <coughs> I tell you what, man. What we're gonna do, man, is uh, see, there's this guy. His name is. Uh, well, I'll let you know his name later. You'll run into him. Trust me. Uh, You'll see him at the end of SmackDown, or maybe beginning, I fucking cares. Anyway, Randy. The era of Wyatt, it's only just begun, man. 
Let's see what you're holding this rifle in mine. And my rematch is coming. You ain't gonna see when it's coming, though, because I'm fucking hillbilly from hell. That, that sounds like a Pantera album. Anyway, we're not just gonna have a fight. We're gonna have a special kind of fight. It's gonna push your body and your mind and your scrotum. <laughs> Orton, I challenge you to a House of Horrors match. You Now, you may not know what that is. And then Orton chimes in, you're right, I have no fucking clue what that is. What the fuck is that? It's like, well, you're just going to have to come see me and find out and give me a kiss on the cheek. Bray? Bray? Bray, that sounds a little bit queer. Mmm, maybe it is, Randy. What the fuck is this going Uh, uh, Randy says, uh, why don't you come down to the rig right now and I'll whip your ass one more time! And Wyatt disappears off the screen and then he's right behind him and he's like, I'm here. And, uh, Randy's about to attack him and then, uh, lights come on over here and there's like, uh, he, he does a little snap power slam. And, uh, they start to fight, and then the lights go, and Eric Rowan's over there, and now he's wearing a new mask, but it's still the old mask, but now it has, like, a gas mask, like, melded into it, like it's got little tubes and a little pump thing on it. I don't know what purpose that serves. Whatever. I guess now he can, like, handle the apocalypse with his sheep mask. And, uh... Uh, yeah, so Rowan is back, and, uh, so now, yeah, that's a thing. So Luke Harper shows up, and Harper is like, I don't like you guys anymore. And I will now wear a black shirt, and I'm pulling my hair back into a ponytail to hide my bald spot, because good guys don't have bald spots, I guess. Uh, Rowan backs off, uh, and then Orton is, like, posing, I guess, and then they're like, uh, I guess they're gonna have a tag team match later. Tag team match, player! I'm gonna go one-on-one -on -one with the- oh, nope, that guy's retired. Uh, backstage, Renee Young is with the Miz and Maurice. She's like, hey, Miz, Maurice, what's up? Uh, what the fuck are y'all gonna do now that you lost to John Cena? Uh... And uh, Maurice says, well, you know, the only reason she, uh, the, uh, that John Cena proposed to Nikki Bella is because we forced him to propose. Uh, we made it, uh, we, we forced him into a corner. She, that he had to propose to make sure that he's not a phony. And, and Miz says, I'm the Miz and I'm awesome and go fuck yourself, Renee. And uh, by the way, John Cena is the biggest piece of shit I've never met in my life. And I swear to God, one day I will fucking shoot him in the brain. Goddamn. Oh, by the way, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see you out in the ring, and and when we tell you about Cena and Nikki, you're never gonna see them again. Just so we'll see you out there. Fuck you. But first, we're gonna see. Oh, by the way, Randy Orton, Luke Harper, Bray Wyatt, and Eric Rowan is set for later tonight. But first, Naomi versus Alexa Bliss. 
SmackDown's Women's Championship rematch. Uh, yeah, they have a they have a match. Winner is still SmackDown's Women's Champion Naomi. Yay, good. Now Kurt Hawkins is out here doing a thing. Um, the cool thing that happens is he's like, "Hey, I'm Kurt Hawkins. Nobody cares about me, right?" No. Uh, because we can we can uh, confirm this because the crowd is like, does anybody know who that guy is? Who the fuck is that? And then uh, uh, they call for somebody. They're like, hey, I, I should fucking challenge anybody to fucking show up and make me relevant, please. I beg you. And then Tin shows up on the screen. Ty Dillinger shows up. So fucking Ty Dillinger's on SmackDown. Made me happy. Yeah, Ty Dillinger. Shows up, beats the tar out of Kurt Hawkins, um, pins him. Winner is Ty Dillinger. Uh, then Ty Dillinger has a ten chant. Uh, JBL is like, "Well, gee, golly gosh, I hope we don't fucking lose Ty Dillinger to the Superstar Shakeup next week." God damn it! <laughs> I sure fucking hope we don't either. That would be fucking gay. Uh, almost as gay as Shia LaBeouf. You're not a fan of him, are you? You know, he was okay in movies. He's just become a real dumbass. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, let's see. We're backstage with Mojo Rawley. He's being interviewed about winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. If that wasn't written down, I wouldn't have said it right. Because that is a fucking word salad. Yeah, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, Raleigh's like, well, you know, man, I'm fucking, I'm just fucking hype all the time. I'm fucking Mojo Raleigh. WrestleMania was a dream come true. And yeah, you know what? Fuck everything. Fucking Gronk was in there, and he's like a fucking football player and shit. And you know what? Fucking, we fucking, we stay hype, and we fucking celebrated, and we celebrated like Andre, because you know what, he could drink a barrel of beer, so we drank a barrel of beer, and we died, but somehow I'm alive, I don't know what happened actually, I woke up in a pile of piss, and here I am, and man, fucking, who are you interviewer, fuck me, <laughs> Are you Renee? We gonna fuck! And then there's footage of Vince McMahon announcing the Superstar Shake-Up and, uh, between Raw and SmackDown live last night. Whatever. Shane McMahon will address the Superstar Shake-Up. But first, Miz and Maurice are heading to the ring to call out John Cena and Nikki Bella. So John Cena's music hits, and I thought it was actually going to be John. It's actually the Miz dressed up as John Cena. Maurice is out next, dressed up as Nikki Bella. Um, Orlando. They all think it's them, too, at first. And then it's like... I and there's For the smallest yeah. bit, I was like, oh, shit, they're here. Uh, yeah. They get in the ring, and they're like, uh, the fucking thing he does when he touches Maurice's face, when he's like... Uh, I want to show my affection, Nikki, and he just fucking puts this robotic hand on her face. That's great. Uh, 
He's like, I just want to say, as John Cena, that you are never going to see us ever again after tonight. We're all leaving forever to go to Hollywood. And fucking Maurice has that damn ring on her finger with a diamond that's like the size of like a fucking Super Bowl. Like, you know, those fucking toys that you would get out of a out of those little quarter machines. You just stick in a quarter and turn the crank. The yeah, thing that's is, what it was. This guy, it's like a fake, yeah, like a little fake toy. Yeah, those things are just enormous. Look like a ring pop. And, uh, so yeah, they're just, they're fucking around. And then, and then as they're leaving, you see a violin player show up. And I thought the violin player was, like, gonna play them away. <laughs> I thought it was, like, a f- fucking sad violin player. And then all of a sudden was like, wait a second. Shit is getting out of my- Yep, as soon as I saw that dude, I go, no, no, no. And it starts playing Nakamura's music. Nakamura makes his big, huge, grand entrance. Nakamura shows up. Miz and Maurice disappear. I don't know where they went. They were just absorbed into the violin, I guess. (laughs) Absorbed into the entrance. Nakamura shows up into the ring. They go to a commercial, and Nakamura disappears. He just did his entrance. Had no match. Uh, So, yeah, I hope we don't lose him to Raw. I really don't, because he's going to die on Raw. He's Japanese. He won't last. He needs at least at least until he can get a footing on SmackDown. Uh, I think they'll keep him on SmackDown because Raw has enough stars. I mean, they've got Joe and Seth and, yeah, I, and Owens and yeah, and I they have enough the, to be, yeah. to last for a little while. So I think SmackDown will keep uh, uh, Shinsuke. I think that everybody that every that they gained on Raw and SmackDown will stay there, but anybody that they already had might change. Like AJ might get changed, but anybody that they gained, like I think Ty and Shinsuke will stay on SmackDown. I think Revival will stay on Raw. Yeah, SmackDown needs some more tag teams because Raw has like eight now, which is great. But SmackDown is down to like. Five now. Anyway, uh, Dean Ambrose and Baron Corbin have a match, which was way better than a WrestleMania match. Um, way better. Um, they beat the shit out of each other with a fucking strap. And, like, I'm talking, like, Baron just beat him up a little bit, like you normally do with a strap. Like, you just, you know, you take rear back, hit him, rear back, hit him, rear back, hit him. Corbin, or fucking... Uh, I, I meant, what did I say? I, I said, Corbin was hitting Dean like the normal way. Yeah. And then Dean Dean took it, and then he just fucking went to town with it like a fucking, like a, like a, nunchucks. Like he just fucking, just back and forth, all, just rapid fire. I was like, God damn, you're going to kill him. It was amazing and awful. Yeah, uh, it was uh, way better than the WrestleMania match. Um, Baron Corbin won. I was surprised to find out it wasn't for the title at the end and kind of pissed. I hope we don't lose either one of these guys in the Superstar Shake-Up, actually. In fact, I really hope we don't lose Corbin. Dean, maybe. I'm fine with, actually. I can see Dean going and then Owens going you know, swapping spots. I could totally see that. 
The only problem is putting Dean on Raw forces them to make the shield. And I don't think with Roman Reigns beating Taker, that's possible. Because they need to keep him heel. They, yeah. They have to. <laughs> or he's dead in the water. By the way, did you notice uh, Seth Rollins had a shield on his chest at, at Mania? Yes. That was interesting. I don't know. I don't know if that meant anything, but that was uh, that was interesting. Because he's talking about all this redemption shit and how he's trying to get back to who he was before, and he had a shield on his chest. Uh. Uh. Anyway, um, Shane McMahon comes out after that match, and he addresses the superstar shakeup. So Shane gets ma- gets on the mic, and he's like, "Well, I'm Shane McMahon, and." Uh, I'm the son of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and by the way, I hate my dad. He's a fucking dick. And I just wanted to get that out of the way. And, uh... So! We love SmackDown Live. I think it's, uh, personally, the better show, and I think, uh, we all know that. I think you all know that. And, uh, it's the land of opportunity, and I honestly don't think anybody actually enjoys Raw. And, uh... Uh, I'd just like to say that even though... Daniel Bryan isn't here tonight, that he sincerely um, does hate Raw, and he is sending his middle finger to my mind for me to send to Raw. (laughs) And uh, then AJ Styles' music hits. Styles comes out with a black eye. Yeah, he got fucked up. Yeah, Styles comes out and he's like, Well, if it ain't Shane motherfucking McMahon, you know, down here in Georgia... We consider you guys fucking homosexuals, but tonight, I think you're an alright guy, because you know what, you've earned my respect, you son of a bitch. I'd shake your hand if I weren't afraid of catching the gay. (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) But you know what? I don't want to go to Raw. I love SmackDown because you know what? I made SmackDown and I like this show and I like you now because you're an alright guy, you son of a bitch. So you know what? You're a cool guy now. So you know what? I will shake your hand. You better shake my fucking hand, you son of a bitch. I'm going to punch you! No, actually, I'm not going to punch you. <laughs> made you look! Alright, I'm out. AJ Styles out, y'all. See y'all later. Fuck you. And then he leaves. And they have this sort of respectable moment. Yeah, I don't think AJ is going anywhere. Um, the only thing they can do with AJ on Raw, the only thing they can do, is have him rejoin the club, and then throw Balor in there, and then they're the new quote unquote horsemen of the fucking show. But I don't think they're going to do that. I think they'll keep AJ on SmackDown because they really want to do AJ Orton at SummerSlam. Like they that wants and needs to happen. For the title. I think that's where they're going with it. Yeah. But I'm probably wrong, because, you know, WWE's like, that's a good idea, scrap it. <clears throat> uh, well, I mean, if it's if it's a big match, I, I, they should totally go for it. I just wish Bray Wyatt could have the title back, actually. Yeah, AJ's done great on SmackDown. He's been one hell of a hand on that show. So, I can't see them moving him. Especially that John Cena isn't going to be around, so uh, he's great in that role. 
Yes, he has been the SmackDown man. Yeah. He even wears blue. Uh, so Randy Orton and Luke Harper versus Bray Wyatt and Eric Rowan is up next. And uh, also, they show a thing backstage of Austin Aries. Uh, backstage, um, he is, uh, he's like, hey, I'm Austin Aries, and uh, I'm the greatest man that ever lived, or whatever the fuck my stupid catchphrase is. By the way, look at my cool, um, weird uh, facial hair that is very neatly and perfectly cut, and my uh, awesome sunglasses, because I'm the greatest journalist that ever lived. And by the way, 205 Light, Light, Live, whatever it is, it's on tonight because we can't bother to put it on Raw, uh, or rather after Raw, because we need to fuck up SmackDown as much as possible, because Talking Smack needs to come on 30 minutes after SmackDown, because fuck Danny Bryan, fuck Danny Bryan, fuck Danny Bryan, fuck Danny Bryan, fuck you Danny Bryan. Um, thank you, I'm Austin Aries, uh, fuck you Danny Bryan, uh, I'm gonna be the number one contender for something, WWE Cruiserweight Championship, fuck you Danny Bryan, uh, Bray Wyatt, and, uh, he's, uh, fucking, uh, f- Eric Rowan are heading to the ring, I don't even remember their entrance, did he come out with Bray, I guess he did, I think he did, yeah, cause they're still friends, yeah, by the way, yeah, you know, I was actually sort of underwhelmed by... Uh, no, I wasn't underwhelmed by Bray's entrance at Mania. Um, I, I'm sad he didn't do anything special. I was, I was... I thought it was cool to see the amount of cell phones. I was just sad he didn't do anything cool like he did at WrestleMania um, 31, where he had all the weird scarecrow people. Yeah, I think we were all kind of hoping for that, but I think just the Firefly effect... Was just yeah. was just enough, which made me go. And they had him lose. I mean, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they had a match. Um, Luke Harper actually looks way cooler the way he's dressed now. But at the same time, I think that's the idea is to make him not look like a dirty redneck. He now just looks like a big man <laughs> instead of a filthy. Filthy, disgusting man. And, um... Winners. Randy Orton. Bioshock. That's where it reminded me of. What? His new mask with the tubes and all that. It reminded me of Bioshock. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, that was bugging me all fucking... <laughs> like, like I know I've seen that somewhere before. Where the fuck did I see it? <clears throat> Continue. Yeah, near the end of the match, the lights go out. When they return, Wyatt is out of the ring and on the ramp. Uh, Rowan is behind Orton. This doesn't make a difference because Harper super kicks Rowan. Orton RKO's him out of nowhere! And uh, the winners are Randy Orton and Luke Harper. So I would say, I would think this means uh, they're going to get a win somewhere down the line since Randy and Luke won tonight. Um... I don't know if they're going to win a big match, but they're going to win somewhere. I love how, a couple months ago, Luke Harper was all, I don't trust that motherfucker. And now he's teaming up with them, because... He's like, you fucking saved him. He freed him from Bray. But still... <laughs> like, yeah, it's fucking, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, wait a minute. First you're with Bray, trying to beat the dog shit out of him, and now you're against and Bray, then, but now and, you're... And then you, 
yeah, first you're with Bray and trying to beat up Randy, and then you're with Bray and Randy, and you don't trust Randy, and now you're not with Bray, and then you're against Randy, and now you're with Bray and you're with Randy, but not with Bray. Yeah, it's fucking it's, weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's like, didn't he burn down your house? I mean, you did live there too, right? I mean, does he have like an apartment, and he just comes over once in a while? I mean, it's the Wyatt compound, so I'd be a little pissed off if someone burned down my motherfucking house. And if that's the case, where does he live? And in, how do in you? A car. And how do you become friends with that motherfucker? Like my comic books were in there, asshole. I mean. Just asking. It, 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 that was a weird team-up. I was scratching my head going, I don't know if this makes sense. Yeah, the weird part is that the fact that they got along so perfectly. Yeah. A lot of um, one-time team-ups tend to not, um, you know, go so swimmingly. But yeah, they got along perfectly. Yeah, it was weird, but... I thought the match was alright. You know, for what it was. But, you know. I think that was it for SmackDown, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. Not that was very, very match centric, was it? Not very what? Match centric. Uh. I guess not. I think there were only like three or four. Yeah, three or four matches, and that was it. It was a lot of uh, promo work. John Cena ain't there, so fuck it. And I, I guess that's going to do it all for this week's episode of Beyond the Mat. Now, next week is Easter. I ain't going to be here. So there will be no Beyond the Mat next Sunday because, again, it's Easter and it's just it's not going to happen. So for all of us here, have a happy Easter. Have a uh, awesome holiday. And if you don't celebrate Easter, well, then fuck you. I don't care. We're wishing you a happy Easter anyway. You can take it and shove it up your ass for all I care. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and send us your thoughts on what you thought of WrestleMania, the Hall of Fame, Raw, SmackDown, the Superstar Changeup that's coming up tomorrow in roughly 24 hours from the time this has been recorded. And we will see you all next time. Have a good night. Yeah. See ya. Happy Easter. I didn't know how to end that. Yeah.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.